By the time you hear this podcast, you'll finally find out who you were born to make happy. Welcome to, by the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And I'm Lori Ann. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a special guest here, um, longtime listener of ours. Much appreciated. <laughs> Thank you for doing what you do. Keeps me entertained. <laughs> and this is episode 106, One the else. And Park episode. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> So, which, who's AJ? Who's free? Who's? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> no, or or, just... or Terrence J and Roxy. Yeah, it's a trick question. None of us are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone who's listened to us thus far and downloaded on the many different platforms. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow us what, what and what we're doing and all that, even though we don't post as much as we should. But, you know, we're trying to do better. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash by the time you hear this and our website by the time you hear this dot com. Uh, we're going to update it one day, but we're just going to keep reminding you where it is. <laughs> so when it does happen, you'll see it and then you'll know. <laughs> it'll be a special day. <laughs> um, the website and the uh, Facebook URL by the time you hear this, spell it with the word U Y O U, and we are also on uh, social media. Um, of course, well, of course, with Facebook, but we're also on Instagram. By the time you hear this, spell it with the letter U because got a new one. We're underrepresented. Oh yeah, I'm getting a little deep. Mm. I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> we we still urban though. Yeah, we're still mm-hmm. urban, still but urban. because we are urban, we're underrepresented. Yes, yes, but yeah, we're urban. Yeah. <laughs> Playing Britney Spears at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but keeping it. Totes. <laughs> There's definitely a demographic that is uh, definitely underrepresented. So Wait, Is that a wedding song? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not... <laughs> I think uh, people might get the wrong impression if I play a song called Born to Make You Happy at My Wedding. Yeah, that, there's, I... a, there's a creep factor yeah. with that. It's like, yeah. Is that all he thinks she is? Like <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, you don't want to go that far. Yeah. Um, that is also, <laughs> the, the letter U is also with the spelling of our email address by the time you hear this at gmail.com. 
Send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For the time being. <laughs> <laughs> for at least the uh, next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and if you want to listen to us on the go and avoid that annoying coworker or that homeless man on the train, or just to get away, well, more with that annoying coworker that, um, let's say they print white ink on black paper. Ooh. <laughs> that person. I don't think she listens. So, so uh, at least I, I don't. At least I hope she doesn't listen. <laughs> Might be uncomfortable on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Um, She's like, I was your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have some uh, some options on how to listen to us. Uh, we are on, if you have an iPhone, we are on Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android, we are on Google Play. Is it Google Play still? Or is it Google Music? Google Music and yeah, yeah. Okay, Google Music is where the podcasts are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on uh, some other podcast aggregate apps such as uh Tune in, mm-hmm. uh, Overcast, Castbox, Auto Radio, Play.fm, and as of a couple of weeks ago, we we're on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Whoa, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Reach out. It's like it's, it's like we finally got our product sold in like Walmart or something. Like it's just like we've been trying to break in, man. We had to do a lot of things, jump through a lot of hoops. To the masses, <laughs> you did it. And. Um, Oh, well, of course, if you use the Podomatic app, I don't know who uses it, but the Podomatic app, is that, that's where our, our, that's who hosts our podcast, mm-hmm. and they, uh, what's what's the word, disseminate? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, okay, mm-hmm. uh, to those other apps, yeah. right. so basically, you can go through them as well. All right, so, uh, so we have a special guest, she's a long-time listener, <laughs> uh, someone I met 10 years ago? Yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> um, back in my former life as a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Don't and, and, and hers, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have Lorianne. Welcome to the show, Lorianne. Well, thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> and Don't it's... have any applause. <laughs> <laughs> well, very happy to be here. And it's good to see you, Greg, and behind a microphone in person. So having flashbacks. <laughs> good yeah. ones, good ones. Though. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Lori Ann um, has a very intriguing job, at, le- at least to me, um, because it's knowing someone like Ben and, and all the musicians that we encounter. Um, we only think about the music part, the the creative, artistic part of being an entertainer, um, but not so much the legal side. And and what uh, someone's legal team may do or, you know, someone who's part of a legal team. And and Lori is a legal assistant for a law firm that uh, specializes in uh, copyright claims or um, intellectual property, intellectual property yes. basically yeah. protecting the artist from getting their money taken. <laughs> like <basically. you> say, <laughs> protecting the artist's imagination, their vision and helping them decide what are the best strategies at that point of their career and in the future and making sure that it's protected under with all their rights and to be their advocate. So, yeah. What got you interested in that position? Um, well, in our former life, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and even recently I just went back into the studio um, I'm w- working with a band called the envisions which is just a group of artists we get together and um, write songs and paint it's just different different types of mediums and uh, before um, I met Eric Register and Jay Lett, they worked on a film called Somebody's that was um, indie film filmed in Athens Georgia and at that time I was a full media strategist and working a little bit with the University of Georgia where I graduated from. And that project was one of the first projects that brought the attention to the film community and to help with the tax incentives. So we worked with um, Georgia Production Partners, um, Film Athens, and that film went to Sundance and eventually became a TV show on BET. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, that was how we originally met, and then at that time I started doing more music, and um, they were, they protected my rights. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, the firm focuses on intellectual property, but they do have different um, different industries and corporate, and, but that's pretty much what I am put my attention on. So, yeah. All right, with, uh, with doing that, would you say that... Um one of the first things, when I think of like entertainment law or copyright law, I think of um, the scene in the new edition story where. Uh, did you read your contract? <laughs> did you read your contract? Like that is the, that's the that's the line that always sticks out to me is like, did you read your contract? Um, so, like, would you? Well, actually, give me a situation here. So, if there's a new artist, if you know a lot of a lot of hip hop artists, especially, come up through SoundCloud. To where they they get a beat from YouTube or something, you know, they don't know the producer. They just get the beat, rap over it, put it up on SoundCloud, and it might catch on somehow. Mm-hmm. You Lil take Nas a Lil Nas X, yeah, <laughs> he, he got the beat off of YouTube or SoundCloud or somewhere else on SoundCloud. Like, yeah, I don't think him and Keo know each other <laughs> at all. No, but uh, at what point, you know, when the song starts to catch on? just from being on SoundCloud, it hasn't been really released anywhere else. Mm-hmm. When is it time to get representation? I say at 5,000 plays, but that's just me. I really need to start from the beginning and make sure that everyone involved is on the same page. I think that's where a lot of the problems arise where there's not communication. If you're using anybody else's work that's not your own originally, you'll know inside. So I think it's also part of the artist focusing on their vision as well, and then th- saying, hey, I wouldn't want anybody to take that from me. But, of course, that's not always the case. But right at the beginning, I say, do your research, find out who you are, decide where you want to go with this, because there are different types of representation you would need if you're going to be a full producer or you're going to end up, do you want to be a producer that's on the track? Are you going to be saying your name? Um, and that, But as artists, you evolve. And you do change. I mean, I think, Greg, you're both of us just examples of that. <laughs> <laughs> From what you think you are, at, you know, 10 years ago, I mean, it's still a part of you. But um, I do say, when you're seeing those numbers rise, you're, you need to reach out or at least make sure that you, um, you, go to, you make sure it's copy. You have to do that copyright. And that's, you don't need a lawyer to do that. You can just go to the site, to the government site, and make sure that um, 
you're protected that way because that is the most important. All right. Um, yeah. I, 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 wheels are spinning here yeah. as far as well, how far we can, we can go. Yeah, because, because and, and really, and, and I, I definitely don't feel 100% <laughs> comfortable <laughs> that this is where I'm like, whoa, you know, as I have um, – one of our partners come in and, and speak in more detail about it because the entire episode itself. Yeah, yeah. I, and I yeah. think it should be um, because there's so much, so many questions. Even I still have questions. Actually, going back in the studio yesterday for the first time in so many years, I'm like, whoa! Now I'm back <laughs> in that side. And today we had a photo shoot for putting up our new website next week. Yay! So, nice. so even yeah. Well, thank you. We're excited about that, but. Um, it it's changed so much even from three four years ago Mm, everything has changed i mean when we did when we worked together there was no instagram there was no snapchat we had facebook but i mean it's not like it is now so the way the art just even with you and the distribution channels you're like now we're here and here it has that opportunity to go to so many places so quickly um so, yeah. Uh, was well, this is so interesting. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it like you know, um, with the uh, the lawyers that you work for or with, mm-hmm. however you want to put it, yeah. um, having them come in? I, I feel like that we could make that like a segment, like have like a legal. Oh God, that, and it would be so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how interesting people would find it because it's not like you know. It's, to me, it's just very interesting because I like to know more about what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm a huge advocate on the Internet for um, IP protection. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm going to Reddit fairly, you know, a, a lot. And you just see people who pirate everything like it's nothing. Like, and I just, whenever I talk with or, you know, I discuss in the forums or on the subreddits, I'm just like, imagine this is you. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're trying to make a livelihood from... You know, and then just beyond you trying to make a livelihood for something, <clears throat> I go back to how do you think we got into this mess that we're in right now? Like people complain so much about all artists sounding the same. Well, a lot of that comes from the fear of the fact that I don't want to put out something that's new and daring and put a lot of money into it if you're just going to go and steal it anyway. Yeah, and it, it's always, I guess it's a different reason for that kind of fear yeah. as well because I think we've talked about it before where if there's one artist that comes out and they have kind of a they different hit. sound, yeah. the it, when the record companies were looking, like actually going to venues where, you know, open mics. And ours earn their money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. They're going to look for an act that sounds like whatever's hot. Yeah. Like, and the example I always come back to is with hair metal. Oh, God, I think yes. once... I, I would say like Guns N' Roses, but maybe someone like once, once, Poison. Yeah, once those like Van Halen, Quiet Riot, a lot of those bands started hitting, like they'll tell you like, oh, Poison, we were just getting plucked off of the Sunset Strip and out of the Viper Room. And yeah, they were, yeah, they just, you know, you sound like, okay, cool. Yeah, just throw a little bit more chorus on your guitar and we'll, <laughs> and He's we'll get you a little you more Aquanet hairspray. Yeah, and we'll, yeah, yeah you can more, be. Some more Rouge. Uh, some Even <laughs> though lately, I have to admit, I've been listening to a little bit more. And it's hair good, metal. I'm and like, it's what? good stuff Firehouse? too. Yeah. yeah. And Warrant, but there were so many. Warrant. <laughs> there were just they so were, many. They were just too many. Once one came out, then it seemed like they were everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then we had so many pop acts at that time. That's why when grunge hit and there wasn't the big hair. Grunge kid. Yeah, yeah everyone was like, what? But they did the same thing with grunge. They sure did. They started yeah. finding all those. I mean, like, I they like Bush, metal. but. Who's in Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell, they brought they a dude from Seattle. San Diego up to Seattle to be in the band, <laughs> Eddie Vedder. I know a guy, I, matter of fact, I know a guy who went to his high school. And I keep forgetting. I'm like, wait, yeah, he was a surfer in California. Like, I forget about that because he's so synonymous with Seattle, but it's easy to forget. <laughs> he came up there. Okay, here's a flannel shirt. <laughs> here's some Dot Martens. And yeah. that isn't what it should be about. I mean, yeah. definitely, they're, no matter where you are in a city, you know, we are who we are. Yeah. we here in Atlanta, and when I go visit family in Detroit, it's a different vibe there, wherever you go. So that that is a truth. But at the same time, it's sad when you see that happen. You're like, ah. Oh. And you might we might really miss some good music yeah. because because of that. Yeah. Because, you know. Are trends. you from Detroit originally? No. Okay. My, my mom and my parents are from Detroit. I was going to so. say, there's a lot of music in Detroit. That yeah. Came out of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why um, last week with the Marvin Gaye episode, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know. Oh. So, yeah. But that's definitely where the music roots. Okay. From. Um, yes. Well, speaking of music roots, that, that's definitely what I want to get to next with you mm-hmm. is what, um, uh, with being an artist yourself, what uh, influences you? Um, and since you're going back into the studio, you know, what, what's been inspiring you so far? Well, um, it uh, kind of changed within the last two weeks, and I have to thank my grandmother for that. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Chris Christopherson. Oh. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's just changed everything. I'm like, th- I'm like, I've lived my whole life without knowing about <laughs> and um, just that real storytelling yes. where and it, it, it changes. I'm, I'm back into harmonicas and real instruments and, and telling it from beginning to end and that imagery. Um, I definitely love my pop music and my dance. I mean, that's never going to leave. As today we were talking, I'm like, talking about new songs and what I'm like, oh, did you hear the new Ed Sheeran, <laughs> Justin Bieber? So <laughs> that's always going to be playing. And then... Um, when it, I like, I like soul music. I like Motown. I, I, I mean, I like harmonies and people oh, coming yeah. together too. I love it when people can, can sing and make that connection. So it's it's a little everywhere. Yeah. Um. So you are, um, I guess, in the process of is is this um, an album or an EP or you know a couple of singles that you that you want to put out. In the near future? Yes. Yeah, so um, years ago, some of my friends from UGA, yay, Athens, <laughs> we, we got together and we wrote a few songs and we made a little noise. And then um, this week, well, I don't know if everyone knows, MySpace a couple, what, a few months ago took a lot of the music down. I heard yeah, that a couple very weeks ago. Upset yeah. So all the plays, because, you know, if you had a bad day, be like, oh, let's go to the old days and see mm-hmm. how many plays. And it wasn't there. I'm like, oh, no. It's like it kind of like we were speaking of a new movie coming out. <laughs> like an artist didn't exist. I mean, it, yeah. sh- it still shows that we existed. But at the same time, it kind of was like, hey, let's go back and make sure all of our versions are updated besides just the master so we can share it. Because I'm always surprised when people say, oh, we really liked Your World Keeps Turning or Hard to Say It Was a Great Song. I'm like, what? <laughs> so went into the studio yesterday and actually had been writing down some harmonies and melodies and came up with I think a really fun new track that hopefully will be done 
and it's working still, um, which is the, the group of artists that uh, primarily from our, our UGA crew, but then bringing a few along of the way. And the producer I worked with actually worked on um, Once Bent and Twice Shy. That's how I oh, came across okay. him. Yeah, because I wanted that piano playing and that sound mm -hmm. with one of the earlier songs. So I was with him, David Leonard. He's, he's wonderful. I was with him yesterday. Nice. So, yeah, that's, uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, but it really felt good to be back in. It did. So. Okay. Um, so uh, I guess what's the, what's your uh, planned date to release? Um, I will say we're probably going to look at an August release, like a full multimedia release. So that will be probably, I'd say mid-August. And then we'll have a we'll have some music to release before then. I would like to have this new song after everyone has time to put their input in because that is one part we're we're all over. We're not just in Athens anymore. You know, everyone kind of once you graduate, you go your separate ways. Mm -hmm. But when we get together, it's magic, and uh, so it's saying let's all make sure that we have these certain dates set and you know make the magic happen again and not wait too much longer because as what 10 years <laughs> 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 you can't keep the music in like no matter what the music is will always come out so maybe not just in the shower while I'm singing by myself but <laughs> um one thing I wanted to ask you also mm -hmm. is because um, I've been thinking about it and I realized that like three years have passed since I've been thinking about it, mm -hmm. is going back to doing stand-up again. Mm. Uh, had you thought about doing stand-up comedy again? The only time, well, I can't say only time, every, <laughs> but last week when Adam Sandler got back up there with the, with the guitar and even that was a bittersweet um, feeling, but when he was, because that's what I like to do. I like to go up there and sing songs with the guitar and that was my, my thing and then, but uh or the keyboard so I'd, i was like oh this would be a good song to do or oh I, I missed that feeling so but who knows you never know you never know where your creativity is going to go your imagination i like to keep all doors open just make sure i'm growing as a person the best that i can and keeping cool people around me and you know learning it's about learning growing and spreading your wings and fly <laughs> you know like you, uh, that was, uh, you know, everyone has their, their own style mm -hmm. and yours incorporating music. For me, I was just getting up there and, and, and writing. But like, like you said, like before, this was before Instagram. Right. Um, and before, before Vine. And yeah. that, and, you know, those platforms have launched other comedians. So I'm like, I don't, but I'm not like a, I'm not a person that writes sketches. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> or, and sketches that are just just so just so contrived and, mm -hmm. and not funny to me, but some I, of them but, absurd. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you were great though. That's one part that mm -hmm. you know stood out about you. Like we're talking about what's going on now and truth. It wasn't and you could you could do the skits. It wasn't that you didn't have the talent to do that, but you know, there's oh, so it, much. It's, you, it's, it's just not interesting. <laughs> right. It's you had, just not interesting. You're like, this is, you have, you know, original thoughts yeah. that, you know, and coming from your voice, I always liked. 
I liked it when you did it. I still do. And that's why I listen to the show. So, but yeah, I would, I, we need to laugh. So let's just, it's time to laugh. That's Ready when you just laugh. do it just to make money and then do what you really want. Yeah. With that, <laughs> with that money. Like Liz Fair. Just, just do it to yeah. make money. Like that one album funded oh, so, like the so rest of her just, career. I sell out. No. <laughs> so hey, she admitted it though. She yeah. said it. I mean, like that one album paid for everything. <laughs> So there you go. I I did have that. I forgot. I love that album. I didn't really like anything else she did, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't meant to. (laughs) (laughs) It did its job. Yeah, it did its job. So, yeah. yeah. All right. um, uh, And one thing that we, this mic is moving on me. All right. (laughs) It's like, wake up. (laughs) We need you to laugh. Um, So, and one thing we we always ask our guests is, what do you, well, you've been listening to Chris Christopherson and the other <laughs> yeah. artists you've been listening to lately? Um, I have been on this 80s kick. I'm really into Bruce Springsteen right now and Huey Lewis and Billy Ocean. I've been playing a lot of. Yeah. And Whitney Houston and, as you know, Greg, New Edition. And I've just been really on this 80s kick. I'm, I'm liking the synthesizers again and the <laughs> beats and just, um, but underlying messages, too. Um a little bit of Bruce Hornsby, who actually oh, just had a yes. new album come out. I didn't so, know So, um, yeah, a new one. So, bringing, yeah, that's that's been on the on the playlist the last two weeks, which um, I think where this inspiration going back in is. I mean, I like to think I'm a rapper at times, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. So, but um, yeah, that's that's been the turn of events because I've been really into hip hop and pop dance the last three years i've turned away from the country rock and blues and so i feel it coming back because i'm connecting to it at this point in my life i mean i i love hip-hop always will but i'm just not connecting to it as much as i would like on a spiritual level as much so but I, i don't know anyone who is (laughs) <laughs> you can't go wrong with Bruce Hornsby. No. Speaking of Bruce Hornsby, um, because uh, it was it was interesting that when we talked about Woodstock '99 mm-hmm. uh, and all the stuff that went on, mm-hmm. he actually performed at Woodstock '99. <laughs> you know, along with headliners Corn and Limp Biscuit. Not a, um, it, was that when he was playing with um, with Ricky Skaggs? Because he was doing a lot of stuff with Ricky Skaggs and I think so. turning a lot of this stuff into bluegrass, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Uh, but he he kind of stuck out like a sore thumb compared yeah. to the other acts that were there that year. But and, um, and it's Woodstock, and he's like, "It's the way it is, everyone." I bet he put on the best show too. I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> but, they're like, um, "You can get the nookie." What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're like, "Who are you?" Uh, but uh, Woodstock fifty. This would have been the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, and there have been some conflicting reports about what's going on um, as far as if it's going to go on or not. I, um, I believe the guy's name is Michael Lang, who organized, helped organize the, the first Woodstock in 1969, and some things fell through. Uh, he says it's going on, and investors or people who were investing say, no, this isn't happening, and he's he's soldiering on. Um it's getting it, it's sounding a little bit like a fire festival, festival situation. Oh, a little Just bit. Say no. um, Not in the name of Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was listening to uh, the right time with Bamani Jones, mm-hmm. 
and he was uh they were talking about that um about that situation and i wanted to, to uh ask you uh well either of you can go, can go first as far as does that name does the name does the woodstock does the woodstock festival resonate anymore in today's age hmm. i mean i don't i don't think it does i mean we had Woodstock 99 and the disaster that that was. But since then, and that was what, just 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Since then, and I know like the festivals, festivals were kind of getting popular again anyway, and I feel like that's kind of why Woodstock 99 even had a life. We have so many more festivals that are much better organized, say Fire Festival, which was just a complete and utter. But we have so many other, I mean, Shaky Knees was last week, Shaky Beats is this week. There's tomorrow, Tomorrowland or Tomorrow World. Tomorrow World. Tomorrow World. There's another huge thing down in Miami that I had a friend just went to. We've got Coachella. We've got Bonnaroo. Right. There's too many other festivals. Uh, Electric Daisy. Electric Daisy. There's too many other festivals out there um, for us to just kind of be like, to all just be like, oh, let's just you know, put all of our eggs in the Woodstock basket. Yeah. Like and I just then, yeah. In the same week. If- I remember the Watkins Glen Festival is going on. So that has... Oh, Imagine, that's a totally different festival. Yeah, it's a totally different festival. So that has like Imagine Dragons, Casey Musgrave, Chance, and Halsey, who I just adore. So... And I feel like like now, like, not to say that, except for Fire Festival, that anyone can put on a festival, you know, they mm-hmm. do it the right way. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I think it's called, it was called Something in the Water. It was something that Pharrell or someone associated with Pharrell put together over a weekend. I know they had um, two artists that I enjoy listening to, Amber Mark and Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. Pharrell performed, and they had a, a, lots of other artists, but uh, that was in Virginia. Okay. So they, it's just something that I hadn't heard about until I saw someone post it on Instagram, but, you know, uh, there are new festivals popping up. Every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree that it doesn't it doesn't resonate as much. The Woodstock name doesn't resonate as much. And if you're only going to do it because it's an anniversary, mm-hmm. and the last one was 20 years ago, yeah. no, one no one remembers. remembers or it's it has. Uh, oh, we're too old to go to a festival. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can all get together and be like, we remember. Yeah. Or and d- and Bruce just, Hornsby can play. It just brings up <laughs> bad memories. Yeah. Well, that's except too. you know if you like Bruce Hornsby and then you were able to go home. <laughs> or if you like seeing um, if you like seeing Limp Biscuit destroy things, then <laughs> then it's awesome. And, and with that, like the the musical landscape has changed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So much like that was the peak of new metal. Mm-hmm. In you metal for those listening. Um, <laughs> you know, headlined by Corn and Limp Biscuit, that was the the peak of their popularity Um, but then what happened like i don't know if that's what killed new metal but still (laughs) is that the day that music (laughs) that was the day (laughs) summer of 99 (laughs) that was wow that's such a great year for music but yeah Mm -hmm. um let's uh look at the charts quick here uh the number one song in the country on the hot 100 is still old town road yeah, uh, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, so it's the remix. The remix. Uh, number two, uh, the fake news of pop music has returned, uh, featuring Brandon Yuri from. She brought Panic, Panic at the, the Disco. Disco with her. Yeah, and the song simply called "Me." 
this might be one of the highest charting songs he's ever had. I, I, I like it. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, it's cool in the video. It's so colorful. It, 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 it. I mean, it's. I guess it's where we expected her to go. She went from being angry, which no one liked, and now she's got to be happy again. No, it's all pastelly and pretty. Yeah. So. I mean, she looks great. <laughs> we'll see if that works. <laughs> we'll I mean, see. people. Uh, well, I'm. I'm over it, but people still feel a kind of way about her ripping off Beyonce at the Billboard Music Awards. Which Everybody's we'll ripping off somebody. Come on. Everybody's ripping off someone. But there was no effort to like even try something else. I would well, I would say that Lady Gaga is doing the best Madonna impersonation we've ever seen, <laughs> but she has done she, some original <laughs> things too because Madonna would not have sung with Tony Bennett. So I'll I'll yeah. I'll save that comment, but and she wouldn't artist. have uh ziplined from the top of the Reliance that Stadium. Was, that was amazing. amazing. And, I mean, and I love some... Uh, Madonna's new music this week has been great. I've liked oh, every new... song with uh, Sway Lee. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to check that yeah. out. I yeah, like there's Madonna. like three new ones, but, I mean, Lady Gaga, she she has that Oscar. She made it. Madonna so. <laughs> yeah. don't have an Oscar. No. no, she does not. There's, there's, exactly. There's much love. She has a Golden Globe. Much love for yeah. Madonna, but I do look at them as different yeah. artists, but... Um, number three is Wow by Sirius Malone. His songs just seem to hang around mm-hmm. in yep. the top ten. <laughs> Never go away. Months. <laughs> uh, number months. four is Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. I like it. Number five, Sunflower by Sirius Malone and Sway Lee from the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Number six, Seven Rings by the hardest working ponytail in the game. In the game. <laughs> number nine, uh, well, no, actually number seven. Mm-hmm. Oh. Seven Rings is number six. So number seven is Without Me by Halsey. Number eight, Dancing with a Stranger by Sam Smith and Normani. There's some singing on Both that song. Them, yes. uh. Number nine, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. I haven't I haven't heard this song. Yeah. A lot of people like her. I don't know much about her. Um a lot of people think she's a she's a plant. She's a plant pop star. Mm. Like they mm. think yeah, they, a lot of people think she's fake because of her background and her family and stuff. But mm. do your thing, girl. <laughs> and number 10 is Talk by Khalid. Like I haven't heard that song. I like it's a pretty good been, album so far. I've been checking it out. I've liked everything I've heard so far. Yeah. That's, that's been, that has been on repeat as well. Yeah. I'm sorry, Khalid. I forgot to put you in on the <laughs> list next to Chris Christopherson. But yeah, him and Halsey, they, they haven't really left the last year and a half. All right, <laughs> uh, the Billboard 200, these are the albums, debuting at number one. Hurts to be human by Pink. What? How did I not know Pink had a new record? I I what? heard her like I guess the first single mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, I'm checking that out as soon as I leave here. Yeah, <laughs> from what I've heard, it's good. And I have a really good friend Colleen called me up the day that single came out. She's like, "You got to hear the new Pink. You got to hear." It. And I'm like, "This is good." So, um, number two, People by Hillsong United. So I know who they are because of the time I spent playing for a church. <laughs> this is a this is a Christian group. I believe they're Australian. One of the better. There's like three or four different Hill songs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number three, debuting at number three. So the top three are all debuts. Crash Talk by Schoolboy Q. Number four, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Number five, Free Spirit by Khalid. Number six, Thank You Next by the hardest working ponytail in the game. Number seven, Map of the Soul Persona by 
we're still kind of worried about them, but not so much <laughs> right now. We're feeling better. <laughs> we feel better about them. We're not we're not so much worried. We don't think they're getting sold. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> At least not in Korea. Yeah. Um, oh. Number nine. They can dance. The album that dropped out of the sky, Homecoming, the live album by Beyonce. Oh, you skipped one. Skip number eight. Oh, sorry. That was, that was number nine. But number eight, debuting at number eight, is Neo Theater by AJR. AJR. Hmm. I've heard the name, but I don't know who they are at all. Yeah, me either. Yeah, they're pretty good. AJR, they have some, they're fun songs. Okay. So, yeah, you can check it out. They're, they're good <laughs> songs to get ready to. They're usually pretty short. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and then so, but... Yeah, check out AJR. And number 10 is Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle. May you rest in peace. Yeah, yeah so rest real quick, the album that fell out of the sky, Homecoming, what do you think? What do y'all think of that? Uh, I've only heard uh, Before I Let Go because they, would, they like to play it here a lot. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think of that cover? I don't mind, I yeah. don't mind it. I, I like, like it. the cover. I do like okay. it. I like the cover, and I, I was surprised, too. So I'll be the it's old man New Orleans, on the lawn. New Orleans bounce sound. Yeah. I'll be I, the old man on the lawn. I'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did like it. Like, I like Beyonce live. So. <laughs> um, all right. So, and uh, the Artist 100. Mm. All right. Well, you know the rules. Yep. Put out an album. You're probably gonna be you're probably you're gonna be high up there on the artist yeah. 100. So right. number one is Pink. They're, these rules are undefeated. Undefeated rules. <laughs> they're, they're fairly undefeated. Put out a full album. So the, the rules are: you put out an album, mm-hmm. you die, or a movie is made about you. Right. That's how you get on this. Yeah. Feel bad for the ones that die. Die. Yeah. Tom Petty got on there like immediately. Yeah. Like, he was like, number one the next week. It's like, damn it, Tom. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> We lost Lincoln a real Park one. was we number did. one for a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's like we lost a real one, man. We, we lost did a real lose a real one with Tom Petty. Uh, number two. Helps us not back down. <laughs> we're, uh, number two is we're not so worried about them anymore. At least they're not getting sold. I think we're just calling at least they're not getting sold. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think we're, that, that kind of works now that they're in, in America. <laughs> number three, so after not charting at all last week, yeah. Little Song United. They put out an album, so there, there you go. Number four, the fake news of pop music. Yeah, she'll probably top this when she drops her album. Yeah. yeah. She she was out of the top ten for a really long time. Yeah, because yeah. Reputation just was not doing it, man. It was trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's a few good we tracks. Know. We got <laughs> Delicate from there, Endgame from there. Endgame is my joint. Yes. <laughs> I listened to it on the way to see Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Yes, I did. Oh, yes. Greg, you know you're like, delicate. <laughs> uh, number five is Billie Eilish, um, the industry plant. I'm gonna look. In, I'm gonna look more into that in that story because I want to know exactly why people. Because because I've heard that too about a few art. I heard that about um, about Juice World oh. <laughs> is a plant, and um, there was another artist that or might have been a plant. It might have been Halsey. I'm not sure. Yeah. Don't say but that. I like Halsey. I like Halsey. I will dispute that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's probably, it's probably a, a future topic because I, I want to look more into like what is an industry what plant. constitutes an inst- industry plant. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, number six is Khalid. Number seven, the hardest working ponytail in the game. Number eight, Sirius Malone. Do you, how do you take him seriously? I mean, I play it. Well, they kind of, they, <laughs> I mean, even on the way here, I'm like, 
better now. I mean, I'm, and I can't believe I'm still, I don't turn it all the time. You would think <laughs> I would turn it, but sitting in traffic today and getting here and mm. I'm like, I'm, I, well, yeah. I I'd, I'd re- I just realized mm-hmm. just now I didn't mention beer bongs and Bentleys in the top ten albums, oh. even though it'd been there for. I'm pretty for sure so it's long. in the top two hundred though. I'm sure. Oh it's yeah, still it's on still there. It's Stony as well. Yeah, they're oh, still wow. they're still. What tired. amazes me, he opened for Justin Bieber when he came here a couple of years ago, mm. and just to see that from opening act to Bieber, which, I mean, it's still pretty good. Yeah, you know. That, that didn't seem that didn't sound like a match though. No. At the time, because I went with um, again Colleen, one of my music friends. Um, her, that was her daughter's first concert, so she grew up with them. We're like, yeah, let's all go. Mm-hmm. Took them to Justin Bieber, and it was a great time. And Luda was there. Everybody was there. Nice. I mean, it, it was. But I do remember thinking, oh, it's not going to be. I mean, I thought maybe Halsey was maybe going to open at that time if they were going to go for it because he she had a song on the album if I remember correctly. But they loved it. Everyone was happy. And That's then, good. And I, I definitely think that might have been that step, you know, to Yeah, when you it. get that opening, you know, open for someone big, mm-hmm. get exposed to a wider audience. And yeah. that was a very diverse audience. That was the most diverse audience I'd seen ever. I was, yeah, from like maybe Michael Jackson. <laughs> but uh, To round out the top ten, uh, number nine, Lil Nas X. Atlanta's own. Even though he's trying to, uh, I saw an Instagram post of him working on a new song. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling that he's going to have problems just trying to release it. Probably. I mean, it's it's if you think about it, it's almost kind of the equivalent of being typecast. Yeah. <laughs> like an Urkel or something, although, you know, Urkel eventually did. Was it Sharknado or one of the shark versus something versus Crocosaurus? He was in one of those asylum films, but... You kind of do feel for him because I wouldn't be surprised if he is a really talented artist, but it's going to be like, play Old Town Road. It's going to be that. That's all people are going to hear. He's going to play that first. He's like, all right, this is my new single, and then he just sees people yeah. walking out. The crowd will part. <laughs> well, let's hope for the best for him. <laughs> he can play Old Town Road like five times. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, he dresses well. <laughs> I like his style. Yeah, I'll give it to him. And he he, he brought Billy Ray's voice back to us. And I did see a meme that said, uh, um, like Lil Nas X is like, I, you know, I, I really, you know, want to wear something else. And then like record executive, no, you will wear this. And it's him with a cowboy hat. <laughs> you will wear this. These are the boots you will wear. <laughs> and number 10, um, I still haven't even tried to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, but number ten is Queen this week. Um, Probably because they're touring also. Yeah. With, who's who's the lead singer? Adam oh, Lambert. The incomparable. Yes. Adam Lambert. <laughs> Bring tears to your eyes. That man can sing. Adam Lambert can sing. I'll listen to him sing the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey. Awesome. But it would be a lot better than that. Awesome. <laughs> You'd be like, I can't believe it, Adam. When he did that share, yeah. he did believe. I seriously sent that to everyone. In tears. What's interesting is uh, we had a episode. I, it might have been like two years ago now um, about American Idol. Yeah. And wow, that was you were living in your old apartment. Yeah. Yeah, that was a while back. <laughs> um, and then we come to the conclusion that like maybe the last six to eight years the, of the winners, Just like no we we, we didn't know anything about them and they didn't really do anything. 
Um, I feel like Adam Lambert is the most recent. Uh, I know he didn't. He didn't win. He was mm-hmm. second. But as far as someone that we got to know on American Idol, that um, you know has had a, uh, a, career. a sustained career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't think of outside of him. I'm thinking of Chris Allen. And that's that's the last person. And I mean, I don't know what he did past his first record with the the cover that he did of a song by the script. <laughs> um, I don't like here now. So I, I I still keep up with him. He released an album, a very adult contemporary album, which was amazing. I did like that. I know David Cook did a little bit, but like outside of that, I cannot think of anyone else who really did anything. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure they tried. Everyone got, of course, gets their winning single. But, like, at this point, like, the winning single doesn't even do what it used to do. No. Because it's not the type of song that anyone really wants to hear. <laughs> and, and you know, we... Well, we did have Philip Phillips. Oh, yeah, the yeah, fa- yeah. American Family Insurance guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and that song, remember during the... Wasn't the Olympics that year? Yeah. So, yeah. And he's yeah. from here. He's a Georgia boy. Yeah, he is, yeah. So, but, yeah, at the same time... I think now that, you know... Um, we were freshmen in college the first season of American Idol. I remember, right? yeah. And Trent was such a huge fan of the show. Uh, <laughs> the guys who lived across the hall from me, um, Mike and Rob, mm-hmm. uh, they they were really into the show. And they they always Tamara Gray got uh, weird. But they met when Tamara Gray got cut. <laughs> Trent was not happy. <laughs> that was uh, sad. Flashback. I, I think, like, I watched it with him once, and I think she had already been cut. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. I actually like to give a shot. I have American Idol connection. I grew up and went to school at Bo Bice. Really? Yeah. So who's was very talented, as we all know. Bo so. Bice, he did a real thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. So he's good people. Good people, and I'm always I like, like that song. I really like that yeah, song. Yeah. So he's very talented, and so we went to middle school together. Uh, but yeah, with that, like, but over the course of American Idol, the music mm-hmm. industry changed, changed. as yeah. well. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. Um, I mean, so by the end, like the the, the talent show path um, doesn't really um, – it doesn't do much anymore. No. I mean, it was basically a TV show that no one really – and no one really cared about the music. Like the 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 reboot now with Katy Perry and Lionel mm-hmm. Richie, like, is anybody watching that? I don't know anybody that actually watches so, the reboot. I think it's funny because I was talking about this with uh, my future brother-in-law, Josh, mm-hmm. who was saying that – um, the show American Idol in this day and age is almost pointless because every person that comes on there is already internet famous. Mm-hmm. Like it's re- he was like it's really hard to find somebody, just a complete unknown. Like we'll probably never find another Kelly Clarkson, who was a waitress in Texas. Yeah, and we you didn't know want that getting to know their story, and that's why we were yeah. connected. But I do sometimes I, I do like the voice, but a lot of that has to do with. Because I like the artist on there. I like Kelly. I with like the, it. But you with know. the voice, like, they're the ones, I think, just banging their head against the wall. I guess enough people still watch it, but I don't know anybody that was a contestant on the voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there were some people who, like, who already made So I knew two people, two, yeah. But who got famous. Because of the voice? Because of the voice. It's yeah. only about the artist to where... Um, it's their like, avenue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that's why we keep seeing Adam Levine. That's why he, you know, <laughs> he's coming that's on my right. TV. That's but, why we're crying, wiping away tears. <laughs> but they're um, they uh, 
Adam Levine and um, uh, Blake Shelton wanted mm-hmm. to leave the show. Mm-hmm. They were they had been on there for I don't know how many years, but a long time. Mm-hmm. And they both wanted to leave the show, but then, like, I felt like NBC, like, doubled their salary yeah. <laughs> to get them to stay. How much will it take? <laughs> we need you here. Yeah. Well, no, they're, I, they're, they're funny, you know, and that vibe that they have off each other. That's the entertaining part as well, but that, and that, investing that time. But that's the, that's the disappointing part yeah. about the show to me is that yeah. it's about the judges. It's and not the about talent, the yeah. artists. Um, wasn't there a story where um, – they bring in, you know, other artists to work with the the contestants, but the the reality is the contestants work with vocal coaches and work on ah. their performances and everything, but the the celebrity guest works with them for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and that's mm. what we see on the show. That's yeah. really sad. I did not know that. But that's how it all is. In the behind the scenes, <laughs> I mean, yeah, though, behind the, we if we knew all the what went on behind the scenes, yeah. I mean, you know, it is television. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's a TV show, and that's what they're trying to make as a TV show, mm-hmm. rather than put out a good musical product. We want, want some good music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's why none of these artists are successful because they're TV stars. They're not. They're not musicians. They're not. You know. Well, they should take acting lessons then, or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is just disappointing. Yeah. I feel really bad too because Dia Frampton from Megan Dia was one of the contestants that you know on Blake Shelton's team, and as a result, the band Megan Dia now just tours under the name Dia Frampton, and the music's different. And I'm very upset about it. Is Meg <laughs> still in the band? Yeah, the whole band is still there. They just play like alt pop. That is, uh, I, I that can't sit well with Meg. No, I, I can't imagine it does. They're on a warp tour for God's sake. Like they're not. She's not happy. Unless, unless they were like, okay, we're making more money now because yeah. Dia was on the Voice. But otherwise, that can't sit well with her. Yeah, they did it to another band I like too. Um, Cassidy Pope from, um, I can't think of the name, but yeah, it's they, that's what they do. They break up bands. They break up happy homes. <laughs> happy homes. Um, you used to spend the holidays together. <laughs> what the, uh, another thing we wanted to get to before we get to Ben's earworm this week, um, the Billboard Music Awards uh, took place last week. And, um, of course, lots of performances. Uh, it looks like Kelly Clarkson did some a very interesting medley of yeah. songs. Um I, I didn't watch it. I, I just go back and look at who won, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like it's already been determined because this is by record sales, right? Yeah, for the most part. It's a popularity <laughs> it's, contest. It's the one. Like, it's like you're nominated it. for a Billboard Music Award, but we could just go look at the numbers <laughs> and I'll decide if I want to attend or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, why do they keep not coming? Like, just <laughs> why aren't they here? Why are they just flashing pictures? Because they know that they were number three in sales. Yeah. They're trying to win for next year. So uh, the top artist of the year went to Drake. Yeah. Uh, the top new artist went to Juice World. The plant. <laughs> Possible industry plant. Uh, top male artist was Drake. Top female artist, uh, Ariana Grande. Uh, just Man, she's just hardworking, man. Just putting in that work. Drake also won for top streaming artist, top Billboard 200 artist, Top Hot 100 Artist, Top Billboard 200 Album, uh, Top Song Sales Artist, uh, Top Rap Artist, Top Rap Male Artist. Wow. Um, and uh, 
top streaming song as far as video for In My Feelings. Um, I definitely put in, helped with those numbers. Uh, top rap album. Uh, yeah, he won 12 altogether. <laughs> <laughs> um, see who else won multiple. Uh, Cardi B won six. Um, Maroon 5 won four. Really? Yeah, I could see that. And uh, several artists won three, including LMA, Luke Combs. Lauren Daigle and Azuna. Good for that. Oh, yeah, good. I thought it was a good show. It was entertaining. And I mean, I thought Jonas Brothers were good. And okay. yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about some of the performances. Yeah, um, I remember standing. Paul Abdul at the end made me feel like I was 10 years old again. <laughs> <laughs> it was really entertaining. Uh, then Mariah Carey won an award and had us all crying. Like, you believe in yourself. <laughs> Which might be why I have even the Nick Cannon headphones on. I'm like, yeah, you know, I know they're not together. The kids are in the audience. I'm like, oh, look. Um, Tori Kelly was good. Madonna did a performance with like hologram, holograms. Um, Tori Kelly's amazing. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> and then BTS danced and made all of us smile with Halsey there. That was colorful. I heard a lot Kelly. about the Taylor Swift performance. Was that, did that live up to the hype? Um. <laughs> I mean, there was Beyonce ripoff. <laughs> it was colorful. There were <laughs> there was umbrellas and lots of dancers, and I. I mean, <laughs> you know. I didn't see it, so I don't. I don't know what she means. It was, it was like it. It was. It's kind of like this. Uh, it was one of those two Americas kind of moments. Uh, like Beyonce. I'm not sure which, which exactly which uh, marching band she had. I don't know if it was like Grambling or Southern mm-hmm. or Florida A and M or something like that. Um, Taylor Swift was like she had Ohio State's marching band. Hold on, wait. So they're mad because she had a marching band. She's done yeah. that before. There was the Martin, and then. But this was like the same day like the or same movie week or that Beyonce or? drops her live album. Mm. No, nah, I, I, which I, was done a year funny. before that. I mean, she, uh, that was recorded it. Yeah, she had a she had a marching band on stage when she did "You Belong with Me." When I saw Madonna, she had a marching band. Been oh, okay. This. So, but I Taylor don't. Is either ripping off Beyonce or she is out of ideas because she brought a marching band. Clearly, out she's out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think just the issue was it was so close to, yeah. as you said, Homecoming being released. I mean, we yeah. all didn't see the Coachella performance. Yeah. I mean, we heard about her, maybe saw some clips, but I think that was, it was on top of people's minds. Yeah. If it had been two months from now, I don't. Yeah, she's just got bad timing. Yeah, that, that was kind of <laughs> bad timing. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's summertime and it's a new Taylor Swift pop song. That's funny that you would say the Ohio State marching. <laughs> that, that <laughs> Someone was from funny. Ohio State listening is going to be offended. They're like, how could you say that? Insulted. Like, what do you, you mean? You know what I mean. And if you don't know what I mean, then that's What is wrong with the Ohio State marching band? <laughs> now, if you really wanted to hit home, you should have like, looked like she had like the, the Harvard marching band. <laughs> the Yale marching, the Yale marching bulldogs. <laughs> oh, they're good. Are they? No, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't think do I need to go that far. <laughs> but you, I, know, you know the difference between Grambling or uh, Southern's marching band versus Ohio State. But we're going to take it even further because some of those bands are starting to play popular songs. <laughs> so we're going to go even further. We're going to say Yale, the Yale Bulldogs. And this is the show that they prepared for like the, the Harvard-Yale game. It's extra, just extra generic. <laughs> if they start playing uh, what the 
uh, marching band enthusiasts simply know as Neck. Let me know. I'll, I'll be interested to hear how they play that. They're part. They're probably playing Danny Boy. <laughs> yeah, I went there. You're not helping oh, their yeah. case. <laughs> At least not with me. Oh yeah. All right. At least uh, it's real instruments all across the board. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah, you let's go. keep it. Let's look at the bright side. It's yeah. real instruments. So that is cool. We don't get that much anymore. Yeah. So yay yeah. for real instruments and playing together. I can I can get behind One thing that. I, do, I do wonder, though, um, when the artists bring out marching bands and if they are indeed college marching bands, mm-hmm. uh, do the marching bands, like, do any of the... Uh, the people in the band, do they get paid anything? And not if they're amateurs. Yeah, they're amateurs. No. And they're in school. Yeah, you don't get paid for it. At least yeah. that would be, yeah, no. So is, do you think the NCAA is investigating? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're sorry, but uh, your title has been we were, vacated. We were listening to a podcast last week. And <laughs> no, I've never heard of anything What happened like to that? the USC marching band that, mar- that played with uh, Fleetwood Mac? Did any of them... Uh, have to give up their equivalent of the Heisman, like <laughs> if they or just have their that. amateur rights in general. Amateur rights. They went professional. They're you a professional that, marching band. Got to give that trumpet back, man. You got to get that. <laughs> that was a good. Yeah, that was. Thanks for that flashback. Oh yeah. To add some more Fleetwood Mac to the playlist. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that'll do it for our music news. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, so ben, tell us about your earworm of the week. So this was a song that I did not really care for when it first came out. And then for some reason, I just started kind of liking it and really started listening to it. And it just became one of those songs that I could not get out of my head. My fiance does not like it. So she was just like, she hates the singing at the beginning. It's like, what is that? What is she doing? Why is she whispering? So um, I, I just annoyed the crap out of her with it and <laughs> listened to it a lot. And um, because when I get obsessed with the song, I don't just listen to it in my car or on my headphones. I turn on YouTube and I watch the video and I look for performances. And um, meanwhile, she just played on Instagram. So the song is Breakdown by Mariah Carey featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony from the album Butterfly. Or is uh, it Honey? I think it's Butterfly because it had Butterfly. Well, now I'm confused. I think Butterfly was on Honey. Um, and I'm confusing myself. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it was on... Butterfly. It was on Butterfly, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to pull it up here. It's a weird video, too. She doesn't really dance much. She just kind of looks at the camera and moves a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But she makes us feel. Mm-hmm. This is Mariah Carey. But it's such a good song, man. Let's get that. You can, oh, oh, oh. And before we, before you start playing it. I did not realize Stevie J was really? a producer. Producer, yeah. he was a producer on oh. it. A lot I didn't, of people don't realize, like you, if people who watch Love and Hip Hop, like Stevie J was a big deal. Yeah, I didn't wow. know this. I didn't as know a that he was on the Bad Boy. So I didn't know that. He, I don't watch the show, but like when I was just looking it up, and I saw that, and I was like, this can't be that Stevie J. <laughs> and apparently he was on the roster of producers, in-house producers and writers at Bad Boy. He was legit, yeah. legit. Yeah. Like he he's still making money off of Biggie, yeah, and Faith, and he probably got some money off of me. Faith, so, <laughs> listen to this song so much. <laughs> he's like, the sales have gone up this week. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, Mariah Carey breakdown featuring Crazy Bone and Wishbone, and we'll be right back. Break, break down. Steady 
That is Breakdown by Mariah Carey featuring Crazy Bone and Wishbone. And was that Red Band in the video? I don't know. <laughs> there were a lot of people in that video. It, looked, it was Red Band playing a magician. <laughs> There's lots going on. Very entertaining. And of course, there was Jermaine Dupree. Oh, yeah. Uh, who we will always credit with bringing Mariah back from the brink. Oh, God, yes. And the birds chirping in the back. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, ab- so after we watched these, the video for this, though, it ended up with us eventually going back and watching um, Always Be My Baby mm-hmm. and then her live performance of um, I'll Be There from um, the, MTV the MTV Unplugged and wondering what happened to Trey Laurent. <laughs> he released either, an album, right? Yeah, yeah, either my mom or my sister has Trey Laurent's album. Really? Yeah, he uh, he was, I was like, this was him, like, he knew this was his moment. <laughs> and he was like, I might not get another, um, I've got to do this, like, you know, I've got to do this, because he's, like, going in, like, he's trying to cover, he's like, I got to show my range, I got to do everything. He's like, I'm trying to go high, I'm trying to hit some low notes that maybe I might not hit as well, but I'm going to show, I'm going to do this. He was going to sing the hell out of that song. And I said and it was going to lead to a record deal because it was 1993. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's trying to be the next Sheryl Crow. That's what he's trying to be. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, what? Well, I know she was singing backup for Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. right? She was but, also a music teacher. Yeah. But what would? Was there a? Was she doing one of the many duets Michael Jackson had? I don't know. I don't know how. I like, don't think she yeah. did. I can't. I just can't stop loving you because that was somebody else. Yeah. yeah. That's I don't know. She did it live when, she, when yeah. he was in. When he, when yeah, he did it live, that's but what not I mean. on yeah. the albums. But she was alive. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. If she did it live though, because I mean, he would have. You know, I, I've seen some clips where he did the song live, and there was. I saw this video where it was like my, called Michael Jackson's Pettiest Moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And there was well, they're singing that song, 
and uh, it was a one of his, his backup singers. They're singing the song together, and she starts singing a line, and he just stopped and looked at her like <laughs> <laughs> it was as is that like the, his face was saying, "Bitch, I'm supposed to say that part." <laughs> so he just How could part. you do that? Don't you know? It's like, uh, okay, so <laughs> yes, yeah, says Crow toured with Michael Jackson. As a backing vocalist during his bad tour, 87 to 89, and often performed with Jackson on I Just Can't Stop Loving You. Okay. She also recorded background vocals for Stevie Wonder, Belinda Carlisle, and Don Henley. Oh. Yeah. So she was singing on there. Okay. She had big hair. I didn't didn't see that clip then. He he probably had a rotation or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that, because I remember her um, behind the music. And them talking about the Tuesday Night Music Club and all that, but they didn't bring her singing back up. Yeah, for him. At all? they didn't talk about the that. whole behind the music. They didn't. It wasn't prominent. Uh, yeah. she was. I do remember like them saying that there was a rumor that she was pregnant with his child at a time. They were supposed to be. Nobody was pregnant with his child. <laughs> I think those rumors just came up just to try to normalize him. Yeah, <laughs> his, his people made it. It's like we're just gonna say that he's sleeping with you, mm. but he's not. But we're just gonna say he is. Yeah. We we have to reassure the public that he's normal. That I he's used like, to have the Thriller album and open it up and sleep with it. Like, oh. yeah, that's like how much in love Michael Jackson I was as a kid. Like to me, that made him, you know, like my side open him up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh. That did help continue the the trend of uh, any um, R and B singer that was like le- like laying down and leaning yeah. on their album cover. Uh-huh. That was gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be good if they do that. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, so uh, moving to another major pop star, we started the show with uh, "Born to Make You Happy" by. Uh, uh, Britney Jean Spears. Yeah. yeah. Britney Jean. And uh, that song is from her debut album, Dot, 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 Baby One More Time. Yeah. Imagine how frustrated I was when I kept searching for Hit Me Baby One More Time <laughs> and nothing comes up. I'm like, I know it's here. I know. I know that I heard this song. <laughs> I just in Britney Spears. Said. I'm like, oh, it's Dot, Dot, Dot. And I bet they made them change it because they felt they did not want to. So when with Max Martin, I feel like I'm going too deep here. Um, he did not understand, like so. To him, hit me meant to call me, text me, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Me so that's what oh, he was saying. Hit yeah. me, baby, one more time. The record company was like, "It's gonna sound like you're um, you're calling for domestic violence. Yeah. You're calling for her to get hit." When to him, he's he's Swedish. I, it, I honestly, I thought it was a sexual reference. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was, yeah. hit me. but it I was. do remember. Matchbox 20, like maybe a year or two before with Push, mm-hmm. there were stations that wouldn't play it. Really? Mm-hmm. Because of a lot of people were like, what? You want, he want, he oh, wants to push her around? Oh, God, I just thought about that. Yeah. Why 20 years later did I? <laughs> oh, man, that's a violent song. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't think that. Well, no, just to think if I but want to push her this, around. Like, yeah, but okay. if you were just a, you yeah. know, I mean, I, there was definitely a controversy behind mm-hmm. it. So I could see, and that, you know, they were. Yeah. They were pretty that was, vanilla yeah. too. They were, well, not vanilla. That sounds horrible. But they were pretty safe. There was this very safe band. Nothing really edgy about that or about this album. You know, no, Mm-mm. this great, great album. So uh, this was edgy released uh, January twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. I remember watching 
the vi- uh, video for Baby One More Time on MTV. It was before I went to school. I was I know I was in ninth grade. <laughs> before yeah. I went to school, I would watch MTV. So I'm watching MTV at like six in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is back when they played videos, children. In those days, um, we used to see music videos on television. And almost every day. From I guess from the first time I heard the song, I saw the video. It seemed like every day they played this song. Yeah. They played this video. Um, and then uh, that got me interested in watching, then watching TRL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's a gateway and then, drug. Yeah, <laughs> and then seeing all these other pop acts that were coming up. And what I didn't know is that she was managed by Lou Pearlman. Yeah. The skeeziest of the... <laughs> Uh, future episode, there is a documentary about him. Really? Yeah. Uh, it is skeezy, too. You probably have to take a shower after you watch it. They, they talked <laughs> they talked to one member of NSYNC. I think that was Lance Bass. And they talked to one member of O-Town and one member of Backstreet Boys. Do you remember who the member of O-Town was? I'm uh, guessing it wasn't Ashley Parker. Anymore. Yes. It was? It was him. Oh, yeah. they got him. Oh man, he must need money. He lived beyond. He probably lived beyond his means. But yeah. was he on an episode of Daria? Did they like put him on an episode I of Daria? I think so. I just know that he or was supposed Clone to be High, one of those. He was supposed to be like big. Yeah, like he had his own show. He, he was. He was the Justin. Yeah, he was the Justin, and he just did not. Didn't happen. No, didn't happen. I think the issue was his name was too long. Yeah, and uh, he had a girl name too that probably yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that's Ashley. No, that's not Ashley. This must be the wrong artist. And he, and he had to put the Parker in there because it could go by <laughs> Ashley Parker. You might think that's a yeah. that's a woman. If you go, by, go Ashley by Ashley Angel, Angel, you think that's a porn star or a gospel singer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never take it to that level. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, that's the, nothing at all. It's so it's only extreme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, managed by Lou Pearlman, and I believe that was isn't that how she got on tour with um, NSYNC? Um. I think so because it looks like the story was uh, she was going to be in a in a in a pop group. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they I know somebody helped her to make a demo and she like sang over some karaoke instrumentals uh-huh. and they sent them out and then Jive signed her to a deal. Well, I guess I go a little bit further back with Britney. At that time, at that yeah, time. A bit, yeah, baby, I, one more time. Yeah, she yeah. was on, she was on the Mickey Mouse Club uh, with Justin Timberlake and mm-hmm. and JC and and Christina Aguilera, and a guy who was supposed to be an in sync, but he didn't join or declined, and that was Ryan Gosling. I always felt like that was how different would things been? <laughs> without the notebook in our life. Yeah, oh, I'm glad. Oh man, so that's there's a butterfly effect moment right there. If he <laughs> joins in sync, we don't get Young Hercules. <laughs> no, Young Hercules. We don't Hercules? get the Notebook. Um, we definitely don't get Drive. No, we don't get Drive. Oh, you, no, or we get it with someone else, and and it's just totally probably different. not as good. That's one of those like um, I read that. I know it's a tangent, but we'll, we'll get we'll get to we'll get back. Yeah. Um, and uh, with American Beauty, have you seen that? Film? Oh yeah, yeah, phenomenal film. Uh, one person who was approached to play Lester Burnham, who was played by Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. person I was approached to play him was Chevy Chase. Oh, mm, I don't know if that works. I don't know if that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting though. Yeah. 
Well, I'd have to see that, how good of an actor he is. I don't know how good of an actor he is. And my, my favorite almost casting, and I told you about this, uh, with the Terminator, the original mm-hmm. Terminator, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, yeah. of course. Uh, the first person approached to play him, this was 1984, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Relax. 1984. The uh, first person approached to play him was O.J. Simpson. But he was passed on because he was too nice. Yep. That guy <laughs> ran through the Hertz in the Hertz commercial. He's such a nice guy. He couldn't. Mm. He's not a killer. <laughs> he's smiling all the time. It definitely Terminator doesn't smile. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with um, that is interesting. Thank you for sharing that fact. <laughs> that I did not know. I know lots of useless things like that. That's <laughs> what so makes us smile. That's so what makes us smile. Um, but. Uh, Britney is is signed by Jive. Are they still around? Jive Records? No, not that I know of. But that uh, was the label. No, no, they're not around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she was signed to a deal, and she actually went to Sweden to work with Max Martin and Dennis Pop. The incomparable. And it's funny because, like, Max Martin was the impresario. He was not the big yeah. fish at the time. He was... And I think he had Cotton Eye Joe under his belt. <laughs> I think that was it. <laughs> and, like, that was, like, you know, so this was his, you know. But somehow, like, his name comes up. And I think and Dennis Pop, that's another name that yeah. that looks familiar mm-hmm. to me. Dennis Pop was basically his I mentor. Worked with, uh worked with Ace of Bass. Yeah, that yeah. was basically his mentor. And he he introduced us to, you know, he introduced him to the world. Like, he got him on, you know, he got him in the right position. Um. And he gave us what is, you know, undoubtedly a pop music classic. Um, and what's it is that Dennis Pop passed before the album came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she went to Sweden to work to work with them, and then the album comes out, and uh, the first single is one of the be- the best selling singles of all time, all time. Uh, selling ten million copies. Uh, and, and probably literal copies, you know, CDs. Yeah, physical copies. And cassettes. Yes. Um, no, iTunes, no iTunes back <laughs> there was then. No iTunes there was yet. no iTunes We had to go get it. <laughs> um, probably a lot of those were tapes, too. <laughs> yeah, I re- that had well, to, that <laughs> be the weirdest thing, like, to have a single on a cassette. I had plenty of them. No, oh, yes. They were 99 cents, and you could oh, get yeah. them. I was and they what even, you did every week. They wouldn't even come in plastic. They just come in paper, <laughs> yeah, like a little paper sleeve. Because like we're not gonna spend money on a single. <laughs> I do remember the full Britney CD. It had like one of the first CDs you could put into the computer and get your mm. desktop. Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, I love those. Yeah, it was the enhanced, the CD. enhanced CDs. Yes. That so was that awesome was, when those started happening. Mm-hmm. That was such a great time. So, yeah, <laughs> that was that was a great time. Yes, because like, you didn't have you didn't have broadband, so like going on the internet was still a challenge. But you had this CD. And it would give you stuff. It came loaded with things, and you could watch a video, and she would talk to you. And yeah, I love <laughs> right. that. I love those times. Yeah, those were happy times. The enhanced CD. Kids um, and you might have them be your, like your desktop, too. Mm-hmm. Got it. I know I had that with, um, uh, with the Gorillaz mm. CD and... Um, as I mentioned before, a few times on this podcast, my mom used to work at a country music station in Augusta, uh, Kicks 99. I don't know if they're still <laughs> called Kicks 99. 
But she would, uh, and also uh, on the other side was Light 98, which is the adult contemporary station. And she would give me to like, you know, give me some CDs that were given to her. And uh, she gave me NSYNC CD once, <laughs> which I might still have. Yeah. I'm not sure, but album, uh, that was an enhanced CD. It had their video for um, I Want You Back on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Grace, <laughs> flashing back. Mm. Yeah. It was simpler times. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> Fun, times. Fun uh, times. So I said this, Lori, uh, mm-hmm. what was your first exposure to Britney Spears and what did you think at the time? Well, I didn't know that... Um, showing some of my nerd side I used to be obsessed with star search on Saturday mornings <laughs> and to, I was, so taping star search every week and so that was the first time I was ever exposed to Britney and Aaliyah and Beyonce like all those and we tape them and there was these kid dancers called Heinz and Keisha and then <laughs> it was all you know that's what we did on Saturday morning so that was the first time of course I didn't know that was going to end up being Britney Spears and then I watched the Mickey Mouse Club, not so much the seasons that Britney was on two years later, but the ones before, they were more my age. And so I remember I'd come home, it's already a little older, I'd be like, oh. So I had seen, I mean, I remember when she came out, I was like, oh, that's that little girl, because she was the youngest of the bunch. <laughs> and But all the ones when I started watching it, when it came back out, like in the, um, I guess, early 90s, I want to say, um, that was the first time. So when the song came out, I said, oh, okay. But I already knew about the NSYNC kids, you know, and all that as well. So that was my first uh, seeing her. But then where it hit the same time with you with the video, I'm like, wow, I really like this video and mm-hmm. dancing. It just kind of, that's what we did at that time, you know. We played basketball and I cheered and you danced and you hung out with your friends. And I mean, we didn't quite... Didn't go to Catholic school or anything, but <laughs> I was Southern, so I remember people being like, "Oh, she tied up her shirt," and that's. And I'm like, "Well, when we cheered, it was hot, you know. You, yeah. It's hot, and you're cheering, and you're with your friends. We never thought of it, you know. And I think I remember hearing something similar that she said. I'm like, "Yeah, I never thought of anything like that. It was it was good to see someone dance that was young too, and um, someone at that time it was singing, you know that." We had been through the grunge and we had the hip hop, but something that you could just dance to. And yeah. I think that's where, and she, that fire, you could just tell in that song, there's a fire that just came out. So, um, I found it, I thought it was kind of weird that um, she was, when the song came out, she was only 17. Yeah, she was so young. And so young. And then, I, and then the Rolling Stone cover came out yeah. later. Yeah. I'm like, wait, how old is she again? <laughs> Should I be, is, 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 am I in possession of something yeah. uh, that I shouldn't be? Well, <laughs> we were kids at the time, too. We were yeah. 14, 14 year old yeah. kids. Uh, well, I never you know, thought of it that way. <laughs> but um, actually, one of the people that I write with, Justin Owens, um, he, we went and up to Lenox. And Brittany was there, and she, he even has a poster from her. This was during that time. It was um, she did a live signing, so uh huh. It was a, like a Tommy Hilfiger tour. So she only had two songs. That it makes was, total sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was only Michael Hit Fredo Me Baby. <laughs> it was just Hit Me Baby one more time, and sometimes that played over and over. And we liked her, you know. And I remember being like, okay, 
but we had a great time and it was fun and it was that it was that moment it was that time and always we actually when I spoke with him or was texting him earlier I was like one of the topics is going to be Brittany I was like remember when we took the limo <laughs> and she was there and I was like where's that poster but <laughs> did you say Tommy was there or Michael Fredo Michael Fredo <laughs> Michael Fredo <laughs> Because that was around the time. This time around, no more tears. That was he was getting pushed hard by Tommy Hilfiger. Um, yeah, he was. You should look up Michael Fredo. Okay. Uh, he the the song he made like there was a Tommy Hilfiger commercial mm-hmm. in which his song is in, and he's like performing like he's at a concert yeah. or whatever, and it had Kidada Jones and um, some other model, but. He was supposed to be like this next pop star. It looked like it looked mm-hmm. that way, but you know, I I think the he the, was related to Tommy Hilfiger. I think it was like his nephew. Mm. Yeah. Well, that didn't help. And uh, in the video, I, it, the video was basically one long Tommy it, Hilfiger. Yeah, act. It is. It yeah. is. It definitely is. I'm gonna have to look that. Up. Yeah. <laughs> catchy, <laughs> I'm, 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 catchy song. Yeah. yeah. Just, you still catch yourself singing it in the car. Yeah. These time <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, keep going. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I think like. The the mythical Oprah appearance uh, may have killed Michael Fredo. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny because that was a huge (laughs) urban myth at the time. Only to find out years later, it never happened. Never happened. Never happened. That's the power of the internet back then. Do you know about this, Laura? No, I have no idea. (laughs) There was a rumor back in the day that Tommy Hilfiger went on Oprah and said that his he did not create his um, clothing for black people. Okay. And of course, you know, back then, if you don't, unless you watched every episode of Oprah, you wouldn't know if this was true or not. And there wasn't like things like YouTube. Well, no, the, and, it was the 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 story that it, the it, the show never aired. Oh, that was a story. The, the story that it never aired. This is all new. And, I didn't and hear it that persisted part. for years. Yeah. That that he said that. Okay. Um, and it hurt him. It, well, it black hurt. people at least it hurt them, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people like stopped wearing Tommy. Like I know at my cool. school, like so many people wore it. Mm-hmm. Um everything, the shirts, the jeans, all that. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's when Boo started kind of on the rise. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if they started the rumor. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was well. another one that like it was that one and then they talked about how um the horses from the polo shirts are the horses they used to hang us. Like, it was just, like, some long email about wow. all this stuff. And then, like, it talks about FUBU at the end. I'm like, I guarantee you their marketing department was like, yeah, all the brands that they wear, we need to somehow insult them and then tell them to wear our brand. That, and that reminds me of that episode of Atlanta with the with the FUBU jersey. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? No. Uh, oh, neither of you have no. seen that. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, I got to see was, that. This was – I had a middle school – Flashback. Oh, for real? Um, not that I was accused of wearing a fake FUBU jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. it had um, uh, Ernest, Donald Glover's character, but it was him in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his and his mom buys him a FUBU jersey from Ross. It was either Ross or Marshalls. <laughs> He's like, Mom can, Mom, can you buy this for me? And, and he like, she bought it, and he like, handed it up, like, oh, I'm wearing this to school tomorrow. <laughs> And he wears it to school, and then there's another kid in his class wearing the same FUBU jersey. Oh. And he has the, um, uh, somebody said that his was fake. Oh, God. But then someone said that the other kid's was fake because he had, like, this, like, uh, tag on it, like, like made in whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone, people are debating with who's uh, who has the fake jersey. 
And it's basically I'm trying to go through the school day without getting beat up for wearing or bullied for oh, wearing God. the fake jersey because there was only one kid in the entire school who for some reason had a doctor's appointment that morning, so he was going to be in school later. <laughs> uh, he was the only one who knew for sure which one was fake. Oh, God. Uh, so you guys should check out that episode. I'll check that okay. out. Well, that, uh, I like the way you told it. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but, Thanks for that. I didn't see but yeah, that, that's what FUBU always... It reminds me of that, of that show, but also, like, I had... I think we had one FUBU jersey. But, yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know if it was real or not. <laughs> yeah, me I honestly don't, and I and I don't care. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, not now, but yeah. <laughs> but um, back to Britney. Uh, so, <laughs> back to Britney. Uh, ben, what was your first impression like when you first heard "Baby One More Time" or heard this uh, the album or anything? So I got to go back to the box. I know I've talked about the only oh, here before. The box. That's where I saw this. I never video. had the box. Yeah. But I, I like... You hear about it all I the time. Like I hear about it all the time. I yeah. never had the box, though. I saw this video for the first time on the box. It was a, I think it was a Saturday morning, and I it it just kind of caught my eye, and I'm ashamed to say it wasn't because the song was great, because I, I ended up liking the song. It was because she looked so hot. Like, that was... I was just like, wow, and I kept it on. <laughs> and um, it was one of those songs kind of like that I just started to like because... I kept watching it for the hot girl, and eventually I started liking it, and, you know, people kept requesting it on the box, so. And then, of course, you know, she blows up on TRL, mm-hmm. um, and she's everywhere, and you can't escape her, and that's when I really started to get to know her as a as an artist. Um, and that was kind of when Sometimes became my, you know, from that era at least, became my favorite song. You know, until we got like Drive Me Crazy, and then you know, as as the era went on, but like sometimes it came the song where like whenever it came on TRL, I wanted to see it and I know this is gonna sound cheesy and it's gonna sound girly, but I love the part where they make the heart. That's my favorite part of the video. That is. It's such a great song and then like they have the bridge, she's dancing out there on the pier and then they make the heart and just, I would watch it just to get to that part. Cause I love a good bridge as well. Because I like the bridge, but like, yeah, it it just and then it ends with that and yeah. the kind of the the slow build back up to yeah, I gotta love that. Like that's 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 high school right there. I don't remember much about that. The video. The video. Yeah, she's wearing the white crop top with the big <laughs> with the big um, sweatpants that were really popular back then. And probably Skechers shoes. Yeah, dancing. she was either wearing some Skechers or some Adidas or something that looked like that. Yeah, and she had a whole bunch of dancers, and the majority of the video, they're dancing on a pier. Yeah, it's a beach. That was somehow big enough to hold them all. <laughs> Same boy as the Hit Me One More Time video. Oh, I believe. Yeah, okay. who's her cousin, I think. Really? I think yeah, I remember the, that. Yeah, the, the love interest. The love interest. Was her cousin. That's creepy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think at the time, so guys wouldn't think she had a boyfriend, and, oh, you know, okay. right? And then later she did. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you were more comfortable in the set. I mean, I never... <laughs> I mean, well, you know, that's actually not, young, the, right? that's not the that's not the first time uh, I've heard something like that or seen something like that. Um, I probably mentioned this before, but uh, Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney, "Say Say Say" video, mm-hmm. where they're like vaudeville performers slash con men. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Linda McCartney is in the video. You know, she's Paul's love interest or whatever. Uh, but then, like. They had a scene where it seemed like Michael meets a girl 
Mm-hmm. And and then like when they get caught and they have to run, he has to leave her. But that girl was played by Latoya. Right. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. And huh. don't they sing backgrounds to PYT? Aren't that aren't those his sisters? Uh, I Michael don't know if they say I don't know if they say background on that. Say, I think I, but I mean that's. I didn't know she was in the video, and it was yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would, even back then I'm like, oh, his sisters in the video, I, you know. Because I do remember that now that you bring. It looked like she was the love interest. That's all I was there. And maybe, maybe they meant something else, but that's how it looked. <laughs> well, at least we knew that he was comfortable on the set. <laughs> <laughs> it was you so know. no one would think. Right, he had a exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Because isn't that you know you don't you have to be attainable to the the hearts the young hearts all over the world. You, they can't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend because then who are you going to dream about? Yeah. And she she looked so good on this cover, like uh, my God, like natural hair, pretty. Yeah, she was. She could dance at, at the time. Yes, I look at it now and I feel weird. Well, no, yeah. So I guess yeah, you're right because she was she, she might have been 16 when she shot that <laughs> when she shot that. Um, I get well, not as weird as the Rolling Stone cover. The Rolling yeah, Stone, Stone was a lot. Was, that was yeah. That's uh, when I. That was the first time I was like, oh, this is controversial at all because it yeah. kind of it changed. I didn't think of any of that, you know. Until I mean, years later, yeah, and me neither. So yeah. it never crossed my mind. But I because like I thought, I I always thought that she was older. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they're doing this, yeah. Uh, she sounded older. Yeah. If yeah. you were just go by the vocal, you wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I put her on my wall. I'm not gonna lie. When I was when I when I was younger as a kid, yeah, I printed Did put them off a Britney poster. I didn't have if a poster. I just printed one from the enhanced CD. I'm sure you had a. a I just had a. I, I printed it from the I internet. Didn't, I didn't have a Britney poster. I think the um. I had a. Uh, I had a J Lo poster. <laughs> I had a J Lo picture in my room as well, and a blue dress. My lord, she looked good. And a Mandy Moore because I was a fan of Mandy. I just loved all the pop music at that time. It was such a good time, and that's probably why I like this album so much because it was just like. I felt like it kind of kicked it off for for the female pop stars. It kicked it off. Yeah, it did. Like, this is an era that I'm glad they copycatted. (laughs) And it was a build-up. There was that build-up to the release because we had had. Mm -hmm. And now that you have brought it up, it was the box that I would have saw the Britney video on for the first time. Because we played it all. I mean, that's what we played consistently. And the box was awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the box just just goes over my head. I wish you could have had that experience. Yeah, I would, it, I'm, that's, that's where we would watch Usher videos. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, that's where I saw the My Way video and Ricky Martin. Yep, everything. Everything. I, I mean, I was watching like TRL every day, so I, I mean, I would, I would get to see those videos, yeah. but I, apparently the. But this was even, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the box was on, but this was like before even TRL, yeah. you know, like hit it big because the they would play was, it all the time. It when was, did the Ghetto Boys song come out? Which one? Mine's playing tricks. Yeah. Oh. I remember like seeing that on the box. 92, 93? Yeah. yeah. The, your mom was on Crack Rock. Remember seeing that on the box? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, I, I, I miss, I am on YouTube. I was like, this is the most that's ridiculous a real thing. song. I've yeah. never seen that video. <laughs> yeah, it's quite ridiculous. Now but it came on the box. Yeah, all on the box. That's how far back me and the box go. And the box, it, yeah, it was. It did have more urban songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just uh, flashback. Those but were yeah. good fun times. But yeah, that's my first exposure though. Mm-hmm. The box. Thank you, box. Wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for um, the memories and the. Uh, despite the uh, the success mm-hmm. 
um, it uh, there was a lot of there was some backlash with with this album, uh, and it more had to do with uh, people thinking that Britney could not sing, or that the vocals were. I don't know. It, she she did sound different. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was. How would you describe Britney's vocals? Well, I mean, she was. So I always heard someone say she could carry a tune. So she wasn't. She was not an amazing singer, and I don't think the music called for her to be an amazing singer. Um, and I think what we saw when you paired someone who was an amazing singer with that type of music was was Christina Aguilera. Yeah. So like when you had those, and I think that, that come kind out, of, yeah. Um, uh, enhanced the criticism of Britney Spears is yeah. because of someone like Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. I would even go further and say even someone like a Jessica Simpson as well. Yeah. Who I think just screams a lot. But um <laughs> but like when you had some of these other artists come out, but and I dare dare I say this, I don't think the writing was as good. Because the voice became the focus. So like if you compared, you know, the first was it Genie in the Bottle was the first out al- name of the album or the debut album title? Um I don't know if that was the name of the album. I know that was her first single. Yeah. Like, if you look at those two albums, like, when you're writing for someone with a voice like that, yeah, it's cool that she can sing anything. Like, you don't have to worry about it. But then the voice is what kind of becomes the main focus versus the music. And, I mean, I don't mean this as a slight to Britney, but, like, when you're just a singer like Britney, the music can kind of just be the main focus in the writing. The first album was self-titled. Self-titled, okay. (laughs) So you don't need as much, like... You know, outside outside of um, what a girl wants, like Genie in the Bottle is not like amazing, but I don't think it was as I don't think it was as good as you know, Baby One More Time or Sometimes or or um, Born to Make You Happy. Like I don't, I just don't think it was as good. Like it was a good song, but like I don't. The the voice is what made that song. Like if you had someone else sing that song, I don't think it's as good. Yeah, I think um, the it may have been the let me see when did when did this album come out uh it came out six seven months after yeah mm-hmm. they were rushing you could tell they were so, rushing to see who was going to get it out first yeah there were going to be some comparisons there um as far as as far as that just to um i don't know i get to establish some kind of Rivalry, some kind Hierarchy. of comparison. I'm both coming yeah. from the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. same age. You know, um, I, I don't think it's. I, I mean, you could say, okay, yeah, Christy Aguilera is a better singer, but it didn't seem to matter. No, it didn't. And I like Britney's vocals, and I think that is one part. Is I mean, she to me, she can sing, and we can sing along with her and try. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can like Celine. I mean, I love Celine and. You know, that's kind of like what we've talked about before, Janet Jackson. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can sing to that. where uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis said that um, Janet Jackson isn't like this powerhouse singer, mm-hmm. but you can sing along with her, mm-hmm. and it doesn't the, being overwhelmed by vocals, yeah. you know, isn't um, that big a deal. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, funny you mentioned that. I do enjoy her background vocals. I think Janet Jackson oh, has the incredible, incredible <laughs> yeah. background vocals. But I remember reading, so maybe about around the time this album came out, maybe three or four years after, 
um, because you had a lot of singers coming out like her who were able to sing songs that were um, easily sung along to and they were getting popular. They said that a lot of record execs were looking for singers like that. So starting back with an artist like Aaliyah, someone whose vocals are a little bit easier to sing along to, therefore you have no problem. You want to buy the record because you feel like, it makes you feel like you're a, you're a singer. Mm-hmm. So like Aaliyah, Hilary Duff was getting popular at the time, who also had, you know, sung in, a, in somewhat of a lower register. Um, Jennifer Lopez, like a lot of these artists like that, um, they had songs, like you said, you could sing along to them. Mm-hmm. You know, girls were rushing to sing like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sing Lucky by Britney Spears. You know, it's a it's a slower, kind of a well-written song. The vocals aren't terribly difficult, and you just like, yeah, I can sing. I'm, I can then, sing Lucky. Yeah, and then you got to flip that and say, okay, what did Britney have? She was a solo artist mm-hmm. that was female. So at that time, you had Backstreet Boys. That yeah. was huge. Yeah. You had NSYNC and... Is that, you know, that tone, that like that nasal, like it's mm-hmm. going to be me, you know. But then you, <laughs> you take that and you and you put that into a solo artist and you put that into a female solo artist. I mean that and, and make it that higher register. And I mean, it kind of, I mean, you'll still be it. You still have those songs mm-hmm. all I the time. I think also is that with, with the type of vocals that she has and um, you also include Justin Timberlake in that to where it, it's a little nasally, but it also sounds like happy right. and upbeat. Mm-hmm. But someone like Christina Aguilera, who kind of who over who can overwhelm you, and it sounds angry yeah. <laughs> and uh, and maybe off-putting for some people. Or it could um, go jazzy in in, in some ways, yeah. you know, and that. But and as great as that sounds, is that what you want to get ready to in the morning? Exactly. I, I, I feel mean, like today that with um, what what I've now heard to uh, know as positivity culture, which mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of. Never heard of that, but okay. Well, like people are always like uh, positive vibes only and oh. um, mm-hmm. I don't want any negativity. I mean, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> That's not reality. Yeah. <laughs> So That's my stance on. It. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying. Oh, I, I'm only going to be negative. Like, no, don't. Oh, here comes the but, rain. But I do need that. <laughs> but I do need positivity at 7:45. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that little window block of time, and and you know. You're starting the day on a positive note, okay? But like, I don't want anything negative. Like, negative things will come. Right. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you you can't ward them off forever. But anyway. we are human. I think but I, that's... I felt like I feel like Britney Spears would today if she came out today would represent positivity culture. And yeah, because sometimes be it's annoying. like <laughs> sometimes it's like the most positive sounding like I'm unsure if we're together type song. <laughs> like sometimes I run like damn girl you happy while you're singing it like. But then she's like, look at your pretty eyes. But yeah. I, I, And I think we could dance to it. Yeah. We could yeah. dance I to it. I wish you had some songs to where, like, you don't realize what the song is actually about. Yeah. <laughs> You're just singing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a happy song. It was just such a shiny, happy time. Yeah. Um, so. uh, one, I, one of my favorite songs off of the, off of the album is actually uh, You Drive Me Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, I love the remix. Uh, the the call, remix. The stop yeah, remix. The stop yeah. remix. The stop, the stop remix. Um, I mean, it, the song was so great. There's a movie named after the, the. A movie was written around the title of that song. Yeah. Um, which actually has nothing to do with the song at Not all. Not at all. 
Except uh, that Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier show up in the video, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> like, I, I, or I, 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 I kind of wonder what the story is with that because was there a certain title for the movie, and then like, okay, whoever's putting together the soundtrack, we're gonna put "You Drive Me Crazy" on the soundtrack, and it became it became such a big hit that. Okay, we got to change the title of this movie. movie. <laughs> that That's has some great to marketing. Do with the song. It, it was good timing. Yeah, so uh, for marketing and branding purposes, they named this movie after this song. Yeah. And I do remember that being one of the bigger, like, making of the videos. I remember yeah. that summer, like, oh, yeah. they're going to do the making of the video. Because, I mean, Brittany only had two videos at that time. And she was so hot in that video. We're like, we get to see her dance. That's where she, no, wait. A, yeah, she really showed off her dance chops. Mm-hmm. Okay, never. I'm thinking of the the the, the red leather. That was that was yeah that was that was later. Um. But so it's so funny <laughs> because like that part of her career happened so quick. Like, oops, I did it again. Came yeah. out the very next yeah. year. Yeah. So quick. it's it's easy to get them. Like I used to get um don't let me be the last to know mm-hmm. mixed up thinking it was on baby one more or hit me one more baby one more time. Yes. Because it came out so close together, not yeah. realizing that was her second album. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I saw the making the video of of. Drive Oops, I did it again. Oh, yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, saw that one. And I, I, I hadn't bought the album or anything, but I thought it was on Baby One More Time. Yeah, because like, oh, it's got a new album already. Yeah, um, you know, so the, but it kind of took her to like another. Uh, level of popularity. Oh God, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. With the second album, um, but looking at the, the the credits for this first one, um, Max Martin had the biggest hit of the uh, on the album, mm-hmm. uh, but he was only involved with he was involved with three songs: um, "Baby One More Time," which he wrote by himself, um, and then "Drive Me Crazy," in which he had three other writers. And a song called I Will Be There. Which is a good song. That is a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, other singles, including Drive Me Crazy, Sometimes, uh, Born to Make You Happy, uh, which we started the show with. I went on a, um, when I was in high school, I went on a trip to Europe um, with some classmates, of course. And on the plane, um uh, this this was before iPods yeah. okay, and <laughs> before CD players. Well, during the time of CD players, yeah. but I didn't bring one. Discmans. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, hard to travel with. But uh, you could get they gave they gave everyone a pair of headphones and you could plug it into like the the armrest mm. which had rate a radio in it. Okay. And uh, you had three stations. Okay. One of the stations uh, played Born to Make You Happy, and they played one other song, and they would just rotate those two songs. That's weird. <laughs> this is like a six, seven, eight-hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> but you could switch to another station, and they're just rotating two that? songs. Wow. That's all they could I think afford. one of them was, uh, one of, and one of the songs was like Move Your Body by Eiffel 65. <laughs> they had another song. They had another song. They had another song. Which people. I never would have remembered that if you had. They did have another song. Uh, I can't remember what the what the third station was, but it was like, um, yeah, basically like six songs you could listen to on rotation, hmm. 
for six okay? to eight hours. That'd be rough. <laughs> uh, That's well, how they could afford royalties. But you remember that song? Yeah, I could. I, I was like, it, it was kind of like a, a the, these different stages, like. This mm-hmm. is Britney Spears. I don't want to listen to Britney Spears. And then like <laughs> an hour later, oh, let me listen to the song. I listened to it like five times. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, this I, I can't I can't listen to it anymore. And then like another two hours go by. Mm-hmm. What was that song again? <laughs> <laughs> <What> <laughs> was that song? <laughs> uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. I liked it so much that my friend Justin, again, he bought me the import CD mm. and it had an acoustic version of on it. Because back in the day you go up to Tower Records and that's <laughs> we'd listen to import CDs because they had the headphones. I do miss those days yeah. being able to go into a record store and hear a record and hope that you're making the right decision. <laughs> that too, be like, oh, for yeah. me going to Circuit City, mm-hmm. or services, or services, state of the art. Oh, that is a throwback. <laughs> Your service is state of the. I mean, art. that is a great tagline. Great slogan. Uh, but yeah, I went I went to this Circuit City and and like when I was in high school I, I had the three song rule. Mm. You gotta like three songs. <clears throat> oh, like yeah. Th- oh, yeah, I got like three songs if I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so uh, but they had to wear um they had these little stations where you, you scan the C D mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they'll start playing snippets yeah. of the oh, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll do that with like ten CDs, so I won't buy one. But <laughs> but I would just be there for at least an hour just listening to different um different CDs. Those were the days. Man. And they they were they had lower prices. One they had lower prices than like Sam Goody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam Goody for one CD was like twenty one dollars for one C D. Yeah. But at Circus City mm-hmm. it was like thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Best buy too. And um uh I, I and I would not go I would not buy a CD from Walmart. Oh, because God, no. they had, it was all edited. No matter, it seemed like no matter what it was, <laughs> <laughs> they bleep it out like words like kiss. Yeah. Like they just <laughs> bleep everything. Uh, um, oh, Sam Goody, flashback. Yeah, <laughs> um, saw the fat boys there. Oh wow, <laughs> that's a throwback. Wow. Are they all still alive? Two of them are. Oh, <laughs> two of them are. Pretty soon it's gonna be the fat boy. Right? Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Yes. Um, uh, it's just I, more intimate. At <laughs> what store? Like I didn't. Re- I I don't know. I I don't know anybody ever really going to it much, but they're mm-hmm. still open because we we talked about this. Fye. Oh yeah, it, it's still. Yeah. Well, that's where you get a lot of imports at. Besides the. Well, they get all of them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Tower Records. <laughs> Those are some good times. Uh, uh, but yeah, Born to Make Me Happy. That was, over. I mean, that's still one of my favorite songs. I love the vocal. And I just think it's a great song. Yeah, I never I, thought of it like when you said about having it as your wedding song. Yeah. And people, I, I'm, I'm always like, oh, yeah, because to me, I'm like, you are, you know, I believe in soulmates and all that. So I'm like, <laughs> there's somebody that, you know, well, especially yeah. back then. I do think it is one of their better vocals um, on that record. I don't know if you know how far into the process she recorded it, but I do think it is one of the better. Um, I do think it's one of the better vocal tracks on that album. And they didn't release it in America. No, they only released not. it overseas. Yeah, which is probably why yeah. you heard it on that plane. On that plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one thing that. Uh, that Ben brought up before we started recording is that with these pop albums coming out, 
there would just be a cover thrown on there yeah, for <laughs> no reason. And the cover on this album is of The Beat Goes On, uh, <laughs> initially made famous by Sonny and Cher. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's a oddly produced cover with like, you can tell they, th- they tried to make it modern and throw a little bit of flashes of like what could sound vintage on there. Like, how do you make a song like that modern? Like, you, even in 1999, like, how do you make a song like that modern? And it just, it just doesn't fit. Like, it's... And it's at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't fit. I don't know why they threw it on there. I don't know whose idea it was. I, I, I felt like, like, would it get picked up for, like, some animated movie that was going to be coming out at the time? Because <laughs> that's what animated good. movies seem to do. It made me think of the scene from, um, from That Thing You Do where Tom Hanks wants them to record music from the Playtone catalog. catalog. Someone's like, we want you to record songs from the Jive catalog. <laughs> like, I don't know you what would have... baby one more time, time in Spanish. <laughs> we should have a movie night and watch that thing you do. Oh, one of my favorites. <laughs> so uh, it just, it didn't make, it didn't make any sense, though, to throw it on there. Like, it's just a weird cover. But a lot of these albums at the time did that. They just throw in a weird cover. Um, one of the weirdest of all, but at least it made sense for their... For their um, Origin was 98 Degrees covering, um, oh, God, they covered a Boys to Men song on their first album. and it But it fit because it's Boys to Men and they're inspired by Boys to Men. So there was nothing too crazy about that. They did it a cappella like Boys to Men would always do at the end of their album. So it made sense. Now, mm, I do remember this, that when you bought the single for... Baby, one more time. Mm-hmm. It had the B side was a song called "Autumn Goodbye," that I really, really liked, which was made me because I remember buying Britney's album like the week it came out, and that "Autumn Goodbye" wasn't on there. But I remember at the end, I was like, "The beat goes on." I was like, "Where's that Autumn Goodbye song?" Mm-hmm. But that song, I believe, is when they re-released it again, or the deluxe versions, because yeah, you, if you I'm had the first run of the album, but then they, because it was a different version of. Um, you drive me crazy, mm-hmm. and it didn't have, you know, like my I have an original version of Christina Aguilera's first album. Really, it's a completely different version of "Come On Over." Yeah, that one. Yeah, so yeah, that's not the video version mm-hmm. at all. And the only time I ever took a CD back was with Jewel, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, none of these songs sound like they did when I heard them yeah. on the radio. No, they used to do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, though. like that and the version of "What a Girl Wants" are both different on the album versions. Mm-hmm. And I like both of them. The one on the album, if I remember correctly, has more of an R&B vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. And the one they released was more of a pop vibe. Um, and I always thought that was weird because I felt the R&B one fit her voice more. Yeah. I didn't take Christina's back, actually. No, <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm Jewel. I love you, Jewel. I just remember being like, I want to hear it sound like this. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, 90 Degrees. They it, did was a cover not a, of, it was She's Out of My Life, yeah. yeah. It was not a voice. Oh, well, out before out they did a cover of... You're My Everything, which is a Temptation song, mm-hmm. I think. Oh. Well, they're assigned to Motown, which makes sense. Yeah, I like were. 98 Degrees. You're going to oh. do the Motown catalog. <laughs> That's what it was. We're going to make it work. <laughs> you will harmonize. Yeah. It's like, we don't have to pay for these songs. We already own them. <laughs> you record well, you the hardest thing in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a running joke now. Every album we do is like, you have to record. You have to record the song in Spanish. You have to record. So I want something catchy. Ooh, I want something snappy. <laughs> I want maybe one more time in Spanish. Yeah, I want in Spanish. <laughs> I want drive me crazy in Spanish. Drive me loco. <laughs> we not, oh, we now, need to now reach. I have to look. Did she record this song in any other language? So, so I wouldn't be surprised because that was around the time of the Latin explosion, 
And Christina Aguilera, along with a lot of other artists, were trying to put out Spanish-sounding stuff just to hop on the bandwagon. Um, my favorite song ever is a Spanish song by Christina Aguilera because we so had MTV. No, no, okay. uh-uh. At they, we had like Spanish MTV mm-hmm. as well at the time, and they had like Ricky Martin videos yeah. and Christina. And I remember we just play. You know, it was just music in the background. Yeah. I really and I didn't. I mean, I took Spanish a couple of years in school, <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and say I knew every word. And I remember really liking the videos and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, flashback. Kind of forget about. Yeah, no. This is <laughs> that was a, this is really taking. I don't know. If, I mean, it seems like it's taking me back. It's really taking me back. It is. Thank, thanks, guys, yeah. for inviting me on night and taking me back. <laughs> me smiling and all in positivity. These <laughs> then we open the doors. We'll be like, it's Only 2019. Positivity. No, because I'm gonna get in my car and I'm yep. gonna turn this song up so loud <laughs> that Britney's gonna hear it. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, some other things that were interesting about the uh, album, uh, like I, I, you know, the song was on the radio back when mm-hmm. I listened to the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you see it on on MTV. VH1 may have played it a couple of times, even though they 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 were. You would see the difference between what MTV was showing <laughs> than what VH1 was showing <laughs> yeah. as far as videos went. <laughs> Definitely, um, but. Like when the Grammys came up, it was when I first started paying attention to them. I was like, okay, well, seeing that Britney's nominated, she's probably going to win this stuff because it's more popular. And you know, I I, I learned a, mm-hmm. a hard lesson about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was your first Grammy lesson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to think, like, well, just because it's popular, that doesn't mean yep. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she was nominated for Best New Artist. Christina Aguilera won that. Mm. Uh, she was nominated for Best female pop vocal performance and that went to that went to Sarah McLaughlin. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That was around the time of well surfacing had just what year was this again? Um was this ninety eight or ninety nine? This was ninety nine. Ninety nine. So surfacing had come out in ninety at the end of ninety seven, I believe. This was for a live version of I Will Remember, I remember you. you. Oh, that one. The one they still play in the commercial. Beautiful song. That, yeah. is, that is a yeah. beautiful song. That, that, that's a pretty, yeah. <laughs> that's a good vocal. Uh, also in that category was Thank You by Lance Morissette. Oh. Beautiful Stranger by Madonna. Oh, great that's song. A, oh, that's a great song. I think that's on my Genie top Genie the Bottle. <laughs> that was a tough year. That's a, yeah, that was that's a really a great good year. year. Yeah. Who won Best Pop Album? Best pop album, pull that up because I think it was nominated um, that year. I feel like no, I'm not gonna guess. I'm not gonna guess. I want to say Backstreet's back, but I'm they should have won. That, that was that was a great album. <laughs> it still is. Because um, then at the end of that year they released Millennium and things were never the same. It was the- yeah, they just they broke the bank when they released um, Millennium. I do like the last album a lot. Is it Backstreet Boys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like I, I did like some of the stuff they did. Like I think Never Gone was yeah. the one with um, Incomplete, and it also had a song that um, 
John Andrazik from Five for Fighting wrote called Weird World, uh, which was really <laughs> weird. Good. I was about to say we're, that was a great that's song. That's a great song. Yeah, that uh, that's still that's still in my playlist. Yeah, Weird World. So Baby <laughs> One More Time was I, not nominated for Best Pop Album. What? what? Really? Well, who was? Um, Educate us, please. Uh, Backstreet Boys Millennium. So okay. this is around the same time as that. Okay. Uh, Shares Believe. Mm. Ricky Martin's self-titled album mm. and okay. Sarah McLaughlin's Mirror Ball. But the winner was Sting, Brand New Day. Um, Brand new day. Over Backstreet Boys Millennium? Well, I know what propelled that, and it was um, I Dream of Rain. Uh, yeah, Desert Rose. Rose. Desert Rose. That's pretty yeah. international. That hit. song was everywhere. <laughs> that was that, and yeah, that song was everywhere. Uh, Oops, I Did It Again was nominated, but that didn't, that didn't win either. Mm. It lost to the eventual album of the year. <laughs> Two Against Nature by Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to the old guys. Give it to the old guys before they die. I did not know where you were going to go Even though that. they're still around. Yeah. yeah. Backstreet Boys sold all those albums, made all that noise, and didn't win a Grammy that year. Yep. Sounds mm-hmm. like it. Over that great album. We still sing I Want It That Way. Mm-hmm. I ain't heard no one sing Desert Rose in years. <laughs> I mean, I do like that. but it, Well, Sting yeah. does. <laughs> Yeah, he from sure Is he, he coming does. in concert? And Let's nobody go. was singing Brand New Day. I no. loved that song. <laughs> nobody was singing it. Like, it was featuring the harmonica from Stevie Wonder. Like, it was a great song. Oh. But, like, okay, Sarah McLaughlin won for the, the, the pop vocal performance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sting won for Brand New Day. That was stuff that was being played on VH1. Yes. Yeah. They would True. play that. MTV would not play that at no, all. No, they would no, not. No, uh-uh. So, that's where the grave was related. Like, they were looking at... What's on VH1? Basically. <laughs> Instead of MTV. What's Jewel? on VH1? Jewel? She on here? <laughs> the, and see, and then the second see, version of the album? That's where it messed up. That's where Jewel messed up. See, she was trying to get, then she tried to get, her stuff was being played on VH1. Yeah. Then when she tried to move over to MTV. Yeah. And what was the song? Uh, Intuition. Intuition. See, oh. that's where it all ended for her. But if you think about it, that's really probably... One of the songs she made the most money on because it's like a shaving. Yeah, she, she likes into- it. The shit intuition. She, she said, I know it. this hook is good. Yeah, she, <laughs> she lives ferreted, man. I'm telling you. And I saw Jewel in concert later on. I think she even, op- it might have been opening for Brad Paisley. It was a very. That's mm. an odd billing. Yeah, if, if I remember correctly, it was Jewel and Brad Paisley. And when she sang and she, I mean, it, it really was a magical performance. And she yodeled and. Nice. Did, it was. I, feel I like remember she, it. She tried to go the <laughs> route that her and I feel like her and Leanne Rhymes were kind of following the same trajectory. Only Leanne Rhymes was a little more successful crossing over. And then Taylor Swift did it right. And then, yeah, and no, dead serious. Taylor Swift did it right. She came <laughs> and was like, "No, this is how you do it," <laughs> and she did it. And yeah, and now I'm just wishing she'd go back. But yeah, if you ever want to hear some good music, listen to Leanne Rhymes music from overseas like some tracks really? that weren't released here that yeah. are a little bit more pop more I have yeah. to check that out because I loved her um I need you song oh I love when I she need was trying you. to cross and I, I love you know can't fight the moonlight the song she did mm-hmm. from Kylie ugly and I I just written by Diane Warren of course yes yes the incomparable <laughs> Diane Warren <laughs> um who I'm surprised never did more stuff with um with Britney Spears, but I mean, like, when you have a writer like Max Martin, mm-hmm. you know, who could give you a beautiful song like I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. And I remember watching the making a video, making the video for that and not knowing who in the hell this guy was. But yeah. he was he was in that episode sitting at the piano playing that song. 
And I want to go back and watch that, but she was like, yeah, he wrote this song, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's just some dude sitting at the piano playing the melody and all that and just not realizing that pretty soon this was going to be one of the most successful songwriters of all time. Hmm. So this was, um, I'm trying to pull up Max Martin's discography here. Um, You'll crash your computer. <laughs> yes, because he even did my there, earworm of the week, the new Justin and Ed Sheeran. There's... <laughs> There's so much yeah. uh, from him. So much. But he, uh, this song, well, I I guess as far, I, I feel like this song is the one that really put him on the map. Yeah. But he had already done Backstreet Boys, Quit Playing Games With My Heart. Yeah, because I forgot Backstreet's that album Back. came out before. Yeah. All yeah. that good music with Robin. And uh, Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show me uh, Robin. From his home country. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, he had worked with NSYNC already. Uh but I feel like Baby One More Time is the one that, like, put him more in demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, just every, just so many songs ever since. Yeah. Like, I, there was a time where you uh, you just couldn't escape him. Yeah. Uh, anything that he had done. And then, you know, when it, it seemed, every year he would have, it was something. Yeah. It was some hit that, that he came out with. And um, and still does. Yeah, <laughs> to this still day. Does. I do wonder how much work he still does. Like, is he someone that's just like, I'll, you know, I'll do a little bit of work and put my name on it to kind of help push it, to help it get some industry buzz? Well, he, as as recently as this year, um, we've done the Ed Sheard song. Mm-hmm. And also, he did a song with Pink on her new album. Mm-hmm. And he did... Uh, Work on Ariana Grande's out. Well, the last two, you know, they seem like they came out like simultaneously. <laughs> um, but he he did the song "Break Up with Your Girlfriend." I'm bored. Oh. So, uh, and also Candy Burris. Interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. that is um, interesting. But he's. I felt like Baby One More Time is. I think that's the moment to where. Okay, we all we're sending everyone to Sweden to, <laughs> to, to, work, to work with, with this guy. We want, we just want to dance. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt bad that she. I don't want to say she dumped him, but like after you know, oops, I did it again. They didn't really work together that much anymore. She started working with. Um, uh, she did some work with Pharrell the and the Neptunes, and then after that with Blackout, she exclusively worked work with, with the Clutch. The clutch. Yeah, and like she never really went back. And I always wondered what well, they could have. Uh, did she go well, back? I, uh, well, on the the one with what, Circus uh, or Femme Fatale. Okay, he worked with her on Britney, which had overprotected. Yeah. Mm, okay. And I'm not a girl, not a woman. And after that, yeah, then she was working with. Was that Neptunes. Me Against the Music album? Uh, in the not in the zone. In the zone was Me Against the Music. Yeah, that was Me Against. The Music. What That's was Toxic really on? Because Toxic is when she worked with Bloodshine Avant. Uh, in. In the, See, in the zone. In the zone. In the zone. She worked with um, Kathy Dennis, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like you would never great. think that. Like Kathy Dennis wrote the vocals to Toxic. Who opened for Millie Vanilli? I've always liked. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. I want to know those stories. <laughs> oh, oh, well, okay. That well, Kathy Dennis, mm-hmm. of course, uh, and uh, Tricky in the Dream. Yeah. Um, Early and early work for them before they really had names. Yeah, yeah. Is outrageous on that one. Yes, written by R. Kelly. <laughs> I did not know that. It has aged well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a Shadow. That's a really good song. And I really there's a song on that one I believe called Early Morning, produced by Moby, which is a really good um, song. 
Yeah, that was Moby. Shadow mm-hmm. is the Matrix. Yeah, who did? Yeah. It's really uh, easy to get her early career mixed, like because it all it was happening so fast. Yeah, like all of these albums was, came out before. Like she had she was like three albums before two thousand two, three or four albums. And there was uh, actually an album before that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so Slave for Time you. was ninety nine. Oops, I did it again. Was two thousand. Britney was two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then she took a year off. In the Zone is two thousand three. Uh, then the Greatest Hits. Off of four albums, that was interesting, mm-hmm. and that had Autumn Goodbye. My cur- and my so prerogative. I had to buy <laughs> my prerogative. Yeah, yes. my prerogative. And then Blackout was two thousand seven. So all of this happened before I graduated. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And like I, and I think about that because I sometimes think that like some of these albums, like the Me Against the Music mm-hmm. and the Kiss with Madonna, I was like, oh yeah, I graduated by the time that happened. No, that happened in like what oh three oh four. Say three, right? Like that was it was like it's her career happened so fast and like I think you know we sometimes forget like how quickly all of that was happening. How much work that is, yeah, and how long she's been in our lives, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of work to do and to be a solo artist. Yeah, you're not sharing it with anybody Mm -hmm. else. That's a that's a lot. Um, so as we. Come to the end here. Because my phone's about to die, unfortunately. Oh. Um, but say it isn't so, <laughs> gentlemen. Um, with uh, this album, kind of this. Well, I mean, this this is the, the the debut, which was also the breakout and bringing Britney to this. Um, uh, she became like the the pop superstar this you know that we just that we would just know by one name mm-hmm. you know um uh before it was it was Janet or Madonna um or Whitney or or Whitney or um uh sorry it, the Facebook live just stopped so maybe we just stopped the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> well as far as the Facebook live sorry um but goodbye um, Facebook live <laughs> But uh, with this with this particular album, like, what do you think is like the the legacy of it? Like, it's been twenty years. Um, we've seen her career play out over this whole time, and there's been different um, different stages. She's worked with so many different producers uh, and uh, lots of different songwriters, and the sound has changed a little bit. Well, it's changed a lot you yeah. know, between albums, uh, depending on who she's working with. But as far as this album, uh, start with you, Lori. What is the, what's the legacy of it? Like, what should people know about this particular album? That a young female solo artist did that. I mean, and at that time we didn't we didn't have much of that, so we enter either the hip hop and and to dance to and have fun. I mean, we did have Mariah Carey. But again, as much as I love Mariah, it's hard to sing with her, you know. And it was it's a crossover appeal that I think that it, again it was like that all American young girl that could sing and dance, and she was like, well, I guess depending on your neighborhood, but a girl <laughs> next mm-hmm. door that or that would be dislikable, you know. Um, so and I think she just made us smile at that time. It was just someone that made us smile and dance and, and happy and. We didn't have to learn a whole bunch of names. It was just one. It was it was Brittany, <laughs> and uh, so that just made us happy. So yeah. 
Ben, what about you? Um, I will go out and say this is probably one of the best pop albums of all time. Um, I think it was one of the most solid debuts from a pop star we've seen. Like, it was, it brought the heat. <laughs> it brought the heat. I mean, like, so much so that, you know, dare we say this is her signature song, Baby One More Time. I mean, it's the one that people associate with her, even if it isn't necessarily her best song. It is almost like her signature song. How many people can say that my first song I ever released, <laughs> for my first album that I ever released, was my signature song? Yeah. That kind of shows how good it was. And I, and I do think, you know, it's probably helped a little bit by the time. I mean, at the <laughs> time, you know, uh, pop music was everywhere. You had shows like TRL where you, you just could not escape some of these songs. So I'd be curious to see how an album like this, you know, if you were to drop it in 2019, how it does. But I think just like for what it was at the time, like it just started this trend that to this day, I think we're still kind of, I don't want to say reeling from because that sounds bad, but like it's still kind of going on. Like, mm -hmm. you know, female pop artists, in my opinion, have kind of occupied, you know, a much larger space within the last 10 to 15 years than they have ever. Um, to where now you're seeing more female artists um, really kind of occupy the charts and just, you know, be top of mind, so to speak. And I think it, it kind of started here. I mean, like, you had artists before. Yeah, we had our Madonnas, we had our Mariahs, but, like, they stood out because they were alone. Mm -hmm. You know, now, as a result of, you know, what happened here, I mean, like, how many people were inspired to sing by Britney Spears? How many people were inspired to perform by Britney Spears? I think we, see, we still see a lot of pop artists that kind of, you know, use that template of what she kind of started with. And I think that's the legacy. Yeah. I would agree with you there that this was kind of, this was the the blueprint for the new millennium. Yeah. As far yeah, as being yeah. a solo, uh, solo female pop star, um, you need the, the right, there's the right look. You gotta have the right songs. Um, you have to be able to dance a little bit at least. Yeah. Um, Brittany could flip. That was one thing we liked. We'd be like, "Oh, look!" Front, look. Uh, so she she had she had those attributes, yeah. um, and I think this album is the the influence still resonates today. I think all the way to, all the way to Ariana Grande because mm -hmm. Max Martin is working with her for mm -hmm. one. Exactly. <laughs> but um, continues on today. But use but having the great songwriting and production behind her, along with. You know, the music video, even though it the music video isn't as important as it, it, it was. Be, yeah. <laughs> but still to to still find a way to use that medium as a way of promoting. Um you know, we're not gonna see like during this time, I mean this uh NSYNC's album and Millennium and you know, people were buying Sting back then. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, that's crazy. Right? Like this album sold twenty five million. That mm -hmm. is a lot. I, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Probably not. Mm -mm, I can't imagine. Like I'm seeing albums now that just went platinum, but they've been out for four or five years, mm -hmm. and they were good. You know, so. Um, but as far as the the influence of the album, it's mm -hmm. it's still there. You're still going to see it. Uh, with any, especially with a female solo pop artist, you're going to see the the something something that that relates back to Britney. 
So uh, I think the influence uh, is still there today and it's going to be there forever. (laughs) I listened to, uh, there's a podcast called uh, What Really Happened featuring, um, hosted by Andrew Jinks. And he goes back and examines, you know, um, big events that happened or just like, you know, situations. And one of the things he examined was, you know, Britney Spears and kind of her mental breakdown. And he goes back and he plays, I think he plays an interview from when around the time this album came out mm-hmm. to kind of show how forward thinking she was. And she was incredibly like she, so she might not have been completely in control of her career, but she knew exactly what she needed to do in order to to be successful. So it was almost like she was masterminding her career at the age of 17 and 18 and knew exactly, like apparently it was her idea to tie the shirt up. Yeah, I did hear that. Like it, a, a lot of the things from the video that, you know, these were ideas well, the, she said. The, the video was partially her idea, yeah. right? Because originally yeah. they wanted an animated video. Yeah, movie. and she said that <laughs> so. kids aren't, she's like, teenagers aren't going <laughs> to like that. You need to do this. Like she basically planned the entire thing, and you know, and hearing her talk about it, it was it was, it was wild to think. I wouldn't have thought of that at seventeen. I, <laughs> like I would, you know, I was just trying to graduate. You know, meanwhile <laughs> she's sitting here, you know, planning her career and, and what she wants to be, and I think that that's impressive. I think that's really and impressive. I, and I, you know, you could just it came from. I mean, she'd already she's already been in show business. Mm-hmm. She's been on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, she's and for someone who, who's on TV, they probably watched you know other music videos and see mm-hmm. what works and like okay yeah. and and if this is something you want to do, yeah, you're gonna have ideas of how you want it to look. Yes, and so, yeah. uh, she was fortunate to be able to express those ideas, and you know, um, you don't. That's, I guess that's something that doesn't seem that, you know, a, a pop star or an up and coming pop artist would get a chance to do Mm-mm. is to have input. Right. <laughs> that much. <laughs> that much you know, and to be young. I mean, so you couldn't tell me nothing at 16. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the talent scout, too, at the Mickey Mouse Club. Like, my God. Like,. <laughs> Did they get a raise or yeah. are they someone that we should know? Like um, they just like found all this. Like that's they hit like, on a lot of yeah. yeah. I do remember <laughs> that she they really liked her when she was younger. Like when she was like I guess eight or, or and they were like she's too young. And the mm-hmm. talent scout was like I even kept her down to his last round of callbacks. And they were like, hey, you're too young, come back. Yeah, get they, a little they, more training. There had to be something as far as. I mean, it was someone who, a talent scout for Disney because they had the Mickey Mouse Club, but then also, was it Kids Incorporated on Disney? I don't know if it was on Disney. It came on later. I, know, I mean, I yeah, know. Yeah, but they used I, to play it. We mm-hmm. held about Fergie for like 20 years after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh, she was on there. Have some Kids Incorporated tapes too with those star search ones. Uh, <laughs> and Mario Lopez. Yeah. Um, it was. Yeah, it was Disney. And, and Jennifer uh, Love Hewitt. And Jennifer Love Hewitt, Martika. Martika, yeah. <laughs> Martika, Martika. Toy Soldiers. Wow. Yeah, she was on Kids Incorporated. Rash- like, um, Rashad Patterson. Yeah. He was on Kids Incorporated. Well, it was weird. Like, everyone went by, like, their first name except for him. They just called him Kid. <laughs> the Kid. It was like, is, is Rashad too hard to say? <laughs> Back then it was. Kids Incorporated. <laughs> uh, 
But but yeah, uh, whoever that talent scout was at was at Disney. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope it's someone that we know their name now because they yeah they just were. <laughs> Thank you were, for giving us Ryan miss. Gosling. <laughs> Every draft pick, they were just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> superstar, 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 first NBA, all of, like mm. just yeah, superstars, yeah. Uh, so that would do it for our discussion on Baby One More Time, <laughs> uh, among other things. That's how this always goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, I guess we'll start doing this now. I'll, I'll, I'll be cool about it. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with uh, our guest having an earworm of the week. So oh, do you oh. have one? <laughs> um, that has a video. I do like the new Shawn Mendes. Oh, it doesn't have to have a video. Oh, okay. Well, We just like to throw it up there sometimes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't play um, the video. but So my new song of the week. Would, that I played the most would be the one today. It would be by Max Martin, the new Ed Sheeran <laughs> and Justin Bieber. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, like, I didn't know that. I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, that's the name of it. Think of the so. Fall Boy song, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the new Ed Sheeran song. I haven't heard from him in a couple of years. And I have Justin sing, and I really like it. I think I predict Song of the Summer. I'm going to go ahead and say oh, okay, it. Okay, okay. What's, what's, what's going to be the name of Ed Sheeran's? Is it going to be Subtract? Because he had I think so. Plus I think, I think it is. Right? Multiply <laughs> and Divide. So he loves math. This will be called. <laughs> this will be called. I love math. <laughs> I love math. Square it's root. Get the Square math. root. That, that would be good. You should get the mathletes, man. <laughs> Kevin G and the power of three. In the power of three. Jam on it. All right, so we play uh, "I Don't Care" by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. And thank we'll you for right letting back. me add that. Oh no problem. Here we go. And I don't ever wear a suit and tie yeah. Wondering if I can sneak out the back Nobody's even looking me in my eyes Can you take my hand, finish my drink, say shall we dance? Hell yeah, you know I love you, did I ever tell you? You make it better like that Don't think I fit in at this party Everyone's got so much to say Yeah, I always feel like I'm Party, we don't wanna be at. Turn on top, but we can't hear ourselves. Speechless, I'd rather kiss them right back. But all these people all around are crippled with anxiety. But I'm told it's where we're supposed to be. You know what? It's kinda crazy, cause I really don't mind. Can you make it better like that? Don't think we fit in at this party. Everyone's got so much to say. Oh, yeah. Cause I don't care when I'm with my baby, yeah All the bad things disappear You're making me feel like maybe I am somebody 
All right, that is I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. I like Justin Bieber's voice. Produced by... <laughs> yeah, we're like, wait, and then he goes, I'm sorry. We're like, oh, we missed you, Justin. Uh, produced by Max Martin and Shellback. Shellback. Okay. I, I, I hear that. Okay. Shellback doing it again. <laughs> Back again. Another hit. I've always liked their work together, though. Some good work. Yeah. All right. Uh, get to my earworm of the week, because now we are at... Two hours and 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Some deep discussion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some real deep thoughts and discussions. Uh, so this was a song on um, my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been added to my We Lit what? playlist. What? And, uh, and when I first heard this song, I thought it was a cover of a, of a very obscure Prince song. Because mm-hmm. that's how it sounded. This is an artist named uh, Gabriel Garcon Montano. Oh, all right, all right. Um, and it's a song called "Golden Wings." Uh, like I said, it, it's I thought it was a Prince song, a cover <laughs> of a Prince song. That's how it sounded. Um, but I like it, and we're going to play it. And again, we'll be right back. All right. Golden wings up on my feet, on clouds I dance. Orange sky and deep blue sea in the palm of my hand. Golden child with your wild bright eyes, scrolling poems in your hand. Fingertips that can paint the sky. There's floods at your command. All right, that is Golden Wings by Gabriel Garcon Montano. Yeah, I hear uh, the Prince influence. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. Thank um, you. I had never seen the video before, and he's like performing at a bingo hall. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a. Uh, and then he's dancing out in the desert. So it's okay. A, it's a interesting video. <laughs> um, but that song will be added, um, along with the others, to our mm-hmm. BTT YHT Earworms playlist on Spotify. Um, and you can see all of the uh, all of our earworms, except for, um, yeah. what's that one? <laughs> Daydream. 
because it yeah. was hot. It was hot rod hearts, and they mm. they, yeah, put it they brought it back. There. So there's another the version of Daydream by Big Story, but I won't put it on there because it's not as good. They made some changes <laughs> I did not like, so I just I downloaded the old version and I just put it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that'll bring us to the end of our program. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've made it this far as li- for li- with listening, uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Hopefully you are a little more enlightened. Yes. <laughs> on Britney Spears and pop music of the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. I've learned so much. had a great time. And Thank you. for. We learned a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. We thank did. you for coming on. Thank you. Uh, well, we always ask, Lorianne, um, if you want to be found, <laughs> where can people find you? Um, well, we're doing some work right now, so, yeah. Uh, not sure if uh work. As far as... Oh, um, okay. I'm not really on, like, Facebook or anything like that. Well, what yeah. uh, your website is um, going to be launched, so where, where so they that, can find that? Um, well, in terms of the law firm, yes, it's registerlet.com. Okay. So that will be up at the end of next week, so definitely check it out. Um, I'm at Lori Delone um, on Twitter and Instagram. So I do have, um, I'm on Twitter a good bit in terms of putting up music and sports. But yeah. Um, and hopefully soon we'll be back and getting everything up and running with the Envisions. And so that will be, we do have um, a Facebook page and uh, a Twitter page on that. But that was when we were working more on like a children's album back in the day. So now we're going to go back to some adult music and. Make that happen. So, yeah. <laughs> I made that really long. Can we go back and? <laughs> that was too much. No, it's fine. No. Uh, actually, the story that I, I, well, it's kind of, it's it's more sports, I guess, than music. Mm-hmm. But um, I was at, uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I was at um, North Clayton High School today mm-hmm. uh, where it was announced that, well, I already knew that um, the G League, the mm-hmm. MBHG League was going to have a new team, the College Park Skyhawks. But one of the owners, one of the part owners, is Two Chains. Oh wow! So I got to uh, witness that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it be, and he went to North Clayton, so that's why I was at at, okay. the, at that high school. So Two Chains. Um, so he's getting he was into also at the, the Justin Bieber concert. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> to, with just to bring that up. <laughs> Uh, so it will be uh, interesting to see if he does anything um, out of the ordinary as far as being a G League owner. Yeah. Because uh, someone asked him, what kind of owner do you think he'll be? Oh, I'll be a cool owner. I don't know what that entails, but yeah. hey, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, well, Ben, um, can you tell the people where we can be found? Yes, I can. <laughs> so if you are watching us on Facebook Live, thank you. First, but you can also find us at facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. You can also find us on our website at www.bythetimeyouhearthis.com. Now, if you want to find us on the gram, as they say, you can find us at by the time you hear this. And you can also email us at by the time you hear us, hear this at gmail.com. The website, as well as our Facebook, is spelled with the word YOU. The um, the Instagram, as well as our email address, is spelled with the letter U because we're underrepresented urbanites. Urbanites. I like that. Underrepresented urbanites. And you can find us um, on those platforms and see us. Are we? Do we have pictures on there? 
we probably should put a picture. I don't know. But in any case, one day the urban part means that you know <laughs> that we're of the um, of the uh, African persuasion. We're black. <laughs> we're black people. We're black. Um, <laughs> Now, if you want to listen to us on the go, as most podcasts are listened to, I know I listen to them on my typically hour-plus commute each day. It's a it's a bummer, but it is what it is. Um, check us out if you have an iPhone on iTunes. If you've got an Android device, you can hear us on Google Music. Um, and we're available on uh, many of the aggregate podcast sites, such as CastBox, which is what I use a lot right now, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, Satchel Podcast Player, Auto Radio, um, FMCast. Is that right? Play.fm. Play.fm. A lot of cast, though. Um, <laughs> listen notes where, you know, Greg uh, makes great show notes. Yeah. Find us on there. Um, and you can also find us on Spotify. So get on there and listen to us. And maybe if we get a lot of listens, they'll call us with that sponsorship. Yay. So we can finally move up out the hood. <laughs> And by the hood, I mean a state of mind. That's the book I was supposed to write. And I feel like now I could probably really write that and it would sell. Okay. The hood is a state of mind. Don't steal this. This is recorded. You cannot steal this idea. Do like a, it's a like, copyright. Copywritten, yes. Like copy Phil written, on... Um, so don't copy me. For anyone who watches Modern Family, yes. do like Phil. It's like when you say... Hood is a state of mind, TM. TM. <laughs> yes. It's a state of mind that you're trying to get yourself out of. So get yourself out of your mental hood. TM. Yes. Uh, modern family. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to end the show with uh, the title track. All right. Yep, yep. So Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you. Thanks for being on with us, Lori. Thank you. And we'll talk to all of you very, very soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.